You did it. And TJ, if you can give me something too. That always works. What the fuck's going on down there? Hello everyone, welcome to episode 400 of WTF at TFW, where we have begun the recording by talking about poop. Uh, hi Aaron. Hi. Hi TJ. Hello. Uh, this is how we start things. Guys, we are into the 400s now, how does that feel? Yeah. Yeah, this show's old. It's very, it's a very introspective, uh, introspection-inducing number, uh, to be sure. Um... Yeah, so uh, from now on, uh, for the next hundred or so releases, uh, they're all going to start with number four, which is probably going to screw me up for months, making topic lists or, or uh, thread titles and things, because um, I'm so used to seeing the number three. This happened when we went from two uh, to three. This happened when we went from one to two. Uh, also, I haven't done the math to figure out when the actual um, like multiple of 52 thing would be 408. Yes. Okay. Because that's how math works. Yeah. No. Right. No, for 400, it'd be 416. Because it's 52, 104. Oh, right. Because there's, yeah, it's not like there's 104 days in a, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. 416. Yeah, plenty of time. Plenty of time. Ish, yeah. And then we're going to go and it'll be like 418. Wait a second. Was it something? Yeah, we're, we're going to forget. coming up? We'll, we'll, for, we'll remember Uh oh. just in time. To go like, well, don't worry, we'll just, next time we record at a convention, it'll be special. Uh, yeah, there was a there's a cool idea I had seen, but and then I forgot about it until today. And then I was like, okay, well, we'll action upon this some other time. Um, instead, we're just going to talk about some Transformers, because we actually got a nice little uh, two scoops of news. A little, little double handful, double palms. Uh, and one of these is just a bunch of... Takara Tomy product previews, but these are discussable for a number of reasons, because there's a bunch of things in here. Lots of silhouettes, too, but luckily it's silhouettes of modified versions of things we've already seen. So, uh, the only things we're going to be wondering about would really be colors, and that's about it. Um, the main bulk of this is a lot of generation stuff um, coming out under the continuing uh, Legends line over in Japan. It looks like they're sticking with the LG numbering for the time being. Uh, it's kind of nice to see that sort of cement down, because uh, I, you know, they've they've had Henkei, they have had United. Um, I want to say they even had their own version of Generations for a little while, uh, but now they are just Transformers Legends is their collector line, and it's sticking with that. So the first big thing is their version of Fortress Maximus is going to be coming out in September. Uh, will run 25,000 yen, and he's going to have a big sword for himself and a little sword for his head... Fortress was his name. For Fortress. So uh, that's kind of cool. We'd already heard about the sword through some of those leaked things, but uh, now we can see in a silhouette what... I guess we could uh, we could kind of guesstimate the length of the sword in uh, relation to his body. The main thing here is the little sword for the, the main headmaster. Um, Aaron, uh... Are you someone who would be swayed to import by the existence of a sword? No. You're not into it enough. You don't want to throw down the extra dosh. Probably not. All right. 
Uh, I think that's for a sword is probably a bit excessive. I mean, there's there's probably going to be more going on with their version of Fortress Maximus because he's he's going up to, I believe, what their Devastator cost. So uh, mm-hmm. I would expect that there's going to be a lot more color work going on. And, and after after what happened with Devastator, I wonder even if there might be spots of retooling. Like, I'm not going to expect that. But did they retool for Metroplex? Uh, the, no. no, they included a second gun, but they okay. did, yeah, they didn't retool. So I kind of feel like since this is very much a Metroplex analog, I don't know how much they'd retool. Oh yeah, like I'm, I'm not expecting it, but now this yeah. this brand new precedent has been set by Devastator. Um, that I, like I feel like it's it's something that is not outside the realm of possibility. Like it's not going to be like full remolds across the entire body. But I, mm-hmm. I wonder if it's going to be like, if something on him is so metroplexy, they feel like, oh, we got to make this, this thing is so metroplexy. And if we make it more Fortress Maximus, it'll resemble him more, maybe like changing a crotch or something. Um, I, I expect that the headmaster will be not Cerebros, but instead Fortress, because that seems to just be changing the faceplate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at, at 25,000 yen, that makes me really curious about what kind of uh, color work upgrades this guy might have um tj are you feeling tempted at all to import a fortress what with them swords he has uh no uh i i I will admit to being a little bit more eager to purchase some of the uh upcoming exclusives and big box sets of stuff from japan Twenty five thousand yen is pretty much my limit i mean let's let's also be fair Twenty five thousand yen is probably not what it'll cost anybody in the states because all the import shops, HLJ and Amiami, like they all do like a big discount off of that kind of price. Oh yeah, so it'll be it'll be more so like twenty two thousand. Yeah, even at twenty, is that worth it? It depends on how the your dollar compares to the yen at that time because right now it's like like ridiculously strong. But I have heard the yen is strengthening because um, right now. Uh, if he if he costs like say twenty thousand yen, that's something like a hundred and sixty. Like that's very close to the one fifty he'll probably cost, mm-hmm. and then it would be worth you know seeing what the differences are. But by the time um, September runs around, like we, your your currency might be different. Um, but yeah, speaking for myself, like it's it's less about that. I should have mentioned this earlier. It's less about that price, more about the shipping cost that makes me a bit hesitant. Uh, and because yeah, it, okay, it'll get close to U.S. retail, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get it first. Thirty bucks shipping. Um, also, because so far, like ever since uh, Metroplex, basically, it, it, not well, Metroplex was maybe a, a little bit harder to find, but Devastator was like a non-issue to find if you really wanted to get one. Uh, and so, like these Titan figures, they seem to generally not be impossible to find if you're able to, if you're willing to do a lot of heavy digging and you live in the same country that is receiving them. Uh, well, if you live in North America and if you, if you bide your time, right, it seems like sales tend to hit them within months of release. Usually like I, I recall devastator had at least two major sales happen um, shortly after people had like got the first run or something like that. So yeah, I, I got to see what they do with, with paint more than anything. Um, but it's really cool that the sword is there. Uh, I think that's a great, Thing to toss in and i mean their headmasters are going to be a lot more slavish to the headmasters cartoon so mm-hmm. that's got to be there 
Um, well, they actually got a cartoon for Headmasters. That too. Well, uh, no, we had, we had you know those, oh, those like those three episodes. Yeah, with the kind of you know the. I was kind of like, look at all these new toys. <laughs> Bye, guys. The the saddest thing about the, that ep- those episodes was the moment when the G one cartoon tried to have an epic transformation for Fortress Maximus, and it kind of happened, mm-hmm. but then it also kind of didn't. And yeah, uh, I was re. I've been working on a Devastator review, and I've been rewatching like all the times in the G one cartoon in the first two seasons that Devastator combines. Mm-hmm. What a friggin' mess! Like what a mess! <laughs> and the number, like I love all the different ways he combines. I love it when Acom was like just like, wait, you want us to do what? And then like, there's one episode I think called the Core where Long Haul just turns into Devastator's head. Like that's all. <laughs> shaking my head right yeah. now <laughs> yeah go go check uh go check the first scene in carnage and c minor where there's a seventh one that sneaks in there somehow oh good yeah the one who turns into like the the dump truck backplate <laughs> that's where the combiner wars version got its inspiration yeah. from uh speaking of combiners though we have uh silhouettes of unite warriors computron and the thing to garner from this is we can see silhouettes of the individual robots as well and there is some discussion to be had about that. Um, the big thing is, so going by that leaked picture, our version of Computron is going to use the Streetwise mold for light speed. This version, that robot mode silhouette looks a lot more like the breakdown mold. Yeah. And one of the yep. one of the big uh, f- like fan discussions going on is how the Wheeljack version of the breakdown mold would make for a more light speed looking car mode. Uh, if you are able to, you know, get rid of some sci-fi elements but take more silhouette elements, I personally just think either one is like whatever you gain from one, you will lose from the other, and vice versa. But they're going for such heavy remolds, like clearly they've decided that hey, the breakdown mold gives us more to work with in car mode. Um, that's real interesting to me. Uh, also, the the drill piece that's added on to nose cone is like gigantic in that vehicle mode silhouette, except for that's rook. Is that yeah? yeah. Is that yeah? Rook? Check, back check, check the shoulders. That's not brawl. Well, that's that's the rook hound swindle mold. Oh, that makes me so happy because like back when rook came out, I was like, "There's no reason for this like whole thing of the front of this vehicle mode opening unless there's going to be like a drill to put there." Mm-hmm. Man, that makes sense. So I'm probably going to buy two computrons. Yeah, me oh, too. God damn it. <laughs> me too. Uh, continue with your rundown because it gets more interesting. Yeah. Well, okay. Yo, look the the motorcycle one. The motorcycle one is Groove, huh? Yeah, that's not what I meant. I know. Um, so Strafe, like obviously they have friggin' gone for it on the alt mode. Um, mm-hmm. do, I have not spent enough time looking at that. Is that an aerial bot at all, or is that that that's blast off? That's like a re a retooling of their new blast off. That looks like it. The legs are way too bulky to be one of the aerial bots. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Man, that's really cool. Um, But I was also going to say, with you saying you're going to get two Computrons, I think as of Bruticus, the differences are so huge that it's not unreasonable to decide to go for both if you really like the character. Mm -hmm. At the very least, like, Bruticus is still using the same five toys. The color differences are just enormous. This is, like, two completely different sets. Oh, yeah, this is Escalation, man. Like, this is, like... (laughs) Yeah, like, three-fifths of these toys are... uh, Three-fifths of these Computrons are going to be completely different from each other. I'm sitting here thinking of the mix and match for Ultimate. Yes. Right? Because that's what I I almost did. Like, I have both Menasaurs, and I got tempted to do that. 
I eventually decided like I like them as they are because I they're fine. But it's not it's not even like mixing like mixing and matching to get the perfect combination is one thing. But at the same time, I could have like a Computron with two strafes and two nose cones. Yeah, yeah, totally. Just like mm-hmm. parallel for each other, which is bizarre. That's uh, that's and they'd be completely different toys. That's one of the first things I did with. Oh, actually, yeah, I was about to say like doing the whole symmetrical thing is one of the first things I did with two Metasaurs. But in this case, you're not like yeah, you'd have two of the, you'd have two pairs of the same character, but they'd look still asymmetrical in some way, which is that's r- bizarre to me. That like I've been I've been all this time where everyone's going, are we getting Technobots? Are they actually going to do full Technobots? And now there's like two completely different sets of Technobots coming out. I know, this is so great. I want to go back to a few months when everyone who loved Computron was so sad. And I, I just want to go back and like, listen, just put up with all the garbage I'm giving you because you're, you're going to get Christmas early. All right. Uh, also, this Computron Unite Warriors version is coming out in August. That's what, a month or two after Bruticus. Like, this is coming soon. Uh, mm-hmm. you're not having to wait through the summer for this thing. Well, you know, end of the summer. Um, I think that's fantastic. Uh, I, I really like, I really like the approach. I just, I hope that this is a retail release. So it's not a, a Takara Tomy mall thing. Cause it seems like the Takara Tomy mall exclusives tend to run a, a bit of a markup higher because people have to go through that one site to get them. Um, I, I would love for this to be a Bruticus situation where it's like, no, he's just going to come out. <laughs> this this figure with all this extra molding is just gonna come out at this at this level of extra molding that they're going through for this i'm pretty sure that's gonna be a mass retail also oh also i was gonna say uh if you guys want one more reason to get both computrons you got to get the american one if you want the fancy new hands and feet that's that's, <laughs> that's what that's what was bizarre to me the fact that they went through all this remolding but it's hasbro that's using the new hands and feet i wonder if the new hands and feet would have pushed this over fifteen thousand yen and if they're like trying to operate within that window like i wonder um there's another date up here that says 2016 april 7th like at the very top above uh afterburners robot mode i don't know what that means i wonder if that means that's when they're going to actually reveal these in full like I hope so. You know, Maybe a week into next month, check Yuki's Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah, this Computron looks great. Like I, Unite Warriors and Combiner Wars is uh, the most hype I've had for Transformers in a while, which is weird because there's so much about the whole approach that is easy to pull apart into pieces. But I'm super cool with it. Um, so I'm happy it's gonna like, all that's gonna continue. I'm not gonna have to drop my Combiner expectations just because Headmasters are rolling around. Uh, speaking of which, we've also got shots of a whole bunch of Legends stuff. Uh, Titans Return figures are coming out. They're getting Blur and Scourge, just as Blur and Scourge. Uh, they're getting Broadcast uh, as an 8,000 yen toy. That's Leader uh, Blaster. Um, they've got... So here's here's the new thing that we're seeing. Uh, so, so they are going to get Combiner Wars Shockwave. He's going to come out as Shockwave. He's going to come with Cancer. Uh, which is their version of Squeeze Play, if I recall correctly. Uh, so the Legends figures are now going to come with a Titan Master or a Headmaster. So Shockwave is coming with Cancer. Um, Rewind is coming with not Minerva, but actually Nightbeat. That's what the, the Katakana says, which I also find very interesting. Um, and then Wheelie is going to come with Ghost Shooter. So those are basically three of the single pack Titan Masters. They are going to Their vehicles are going to be packed in with Deluxe Guys, but the little headmasters are going to be packed in with legends. That's interesting. That makes the legends toys suffer a little bit, in my opinion. 
Uh, Wheelie, not so much because he's got he's got a spot for these guys to drive around in. But mm-hmm. um, well, you know what? Rewind does well. Really, it's just Shockwave. Shockwave's going to randomly come with a headmaster, and it's going to be weird unless they retool something. But yeah, Rewind uh, has that spot on his tank mode that the little dude can plug onto. So yeah, I take that back. It's just Shockwave that's going to be weird. Um, what do you guys think about this this approach, like splitting up? the vehicle headmaster two packs across the legends and the deluxes. I think that's very interesting. Uh, and you know, it, I think that plays into the argument or thing I had been saying a little while ago that this seems more indicative of the more collector oriented market that they have in Japan, where you don't have to have this cheaper, like, Hey, for the kids, it's a little head guy in a jet. You know, you, right. You, you don't, you don't need that closer to impulse purchase price one. Yeah. It's uh it's the same product, but split up in a way that's more like, we know you're probably going to get this. Yeah. Um, I wish we could see some colors because unfortunately that's the only real fresh interesting thing in here. <laughs> uh, also, LG thirty. No one knows who it is. And the it's a circle that transforms into a circle. They didn't take a photo of the price either, so I can't really guess anything. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! Um, also, these guys. I wonder if this if this April seven thing is when the pre orders will open because a bunch of these legends guys have got that on them as well. And then uh, yeah. 27 onwards have got a May 11th blue date. Weird. Um, Aaron. Uh, I'm looking forward to LG30. I want a circle that turns into a circle. <laughs> I could make you one of those like right now. Could you? Yeah, just get some printer paper. I'll cut a circle. It's okay. not going to be perfect like that, but hey, you're paying for artisanship, you know? How does it turn into a circle, though? Flip it over. Right, they should be hiring me for this. Um, DJ, uh, how about you? Are you feeling anything about LG thirty? Are you feeling hyped? Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think I think I have to see the circle in color. Yeah, yeah, we got to know what the deco is, right? Oh yeah. This is really bizarre to me that they're just packing this heads, especially considering those figures are like the the actual large scale figures are coming with, uh, like the little vehicle components that are like supposed to be for these heads in the first place. Yeah. Then recolor match to go with the deluxes. Yeah. So these, have... these little guys are losing their color matched rides. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> they're losing their vehicles. Like they, they, they already lost their partners cause they're not getting made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it feels so like, well, we have to release it cause we, we can, but I don't know. Let's just do it this way. I, I'm completely lost to this. This is this this is confounding me. It's it's still carrying on the play pattern because like like I had to self correct. Like everyone who isn't Shockwave, their vehicle mode is built to work with the little headmasters. So it's like the tooling exists, and I guess you know, Ghost Shooter, uh, Cancer, and Nightbeat haven't got bodies coming anytime soon. Uh, I, I, to be honest, I think the main thing about those guys is, are they going to have the same face sculpts that we're getting over here, or are they going to have cartoony face sculpts? Because if they have the same, if they have the toy face sculpts that we're getting, then maybe that's a hint that, oh, what if the cartoon face sculpts are going to come with bodies? Uh, as it is, like, yeah, who knows? Well, well, it's crazy. It's crazy Takara right now. So any one of these could potentially be remolded into the actual bodies for those toys. I want to. I want them to just mm-hmm. color wheelie like Go Shooter's body and go like, "Yo, dude, downgrade. Sorry, <laughs> your body got short, and you don't fit on it anymore." Yeah, <laughs> you can just you can hang on to the top if you want to. 
We gave him a head. Like he's actually that's just wheelie. Sorry. <laughs> um. By the way, I bet you LG 30s Power Master Prime. I, I bet you a nickel. That'd make sense with just the the timing. Yeah, like Blaster's 27. Mm-hmm. He's going up for pre-order at the same time as Blaster. Like, eh, probably. He's if he's not Prime, then he's Soundwave, and that's even more boring <laughs> to keep as a mystery. Uh. But yeah, I man, I want to see colors on these. I I sort of impulse safety pre-ordered um, Skullcruncher and Hardhead and Galvatron, but then I unpre-ordered them because I was like, I I don't really need to commit to this. Like they're all going to be out, and they're all coming out in the summer, so convention time I can just look at them, mm-hmm. you know, or before conventions there'll be photos. Um, but yeah, we're still still waiting for colors. Uh, there's some uh, Tav great proto pictures we got as well nothing amazing though it's just like the new stuff is scorponok and windblade and it's their great proto pictures we've seen them hand painted maybe the great proto is actually well in windblade's case the, the great proto actually looks a bit nicer because she's not covered in red um but other than that they're doing their minicon play pattern it, they're redoing all the minicons to be autobots it seems which is weird um but yeah, I'm not sure what else to take from that. I'm trying to delay until we get to the very bottom. Uh, but no, we're at the bottom. So, Masterpiece Beast Convoy. Um, there was one... Wasn't there one more set of scans on this guy? Am I missing that? I, I remember seeing an image at one point in time that had like full color yeah. and three faces for each head. I meant to put that in the topic list and I must have forgotten. Well, hey, we just mentioned it. Exactly. Um, well, the pre-order now thing has that image on it. I'll just send you guys this link for now. Yeah, so, I've got. But uh, yeah, Masterpiece Primal. We've got like release date, price point, everything. Um, and I caught on Twitter that apparently the way they're doing his fur texture is going to be via water transfer decals like that they're going to do. Hmm. Um, so it's just going to be a ton of like water slide decal stuff done all over his body to, to do the fur texture, which is part of what explains his price being 12,000 yen. Um, and he's coming out. I want to was it October? He's coming out. Um, and he's looking, he's looking good. Like that's, there's a lot of toy in there. Uh, I don't readily recall the height, but he's like, let's mush my hands around about that big. Yeah. Um, Bit of a rough price, but you're paying for the paint, I think, or the, the decals. I saw somebody pointing at the elbows and raising what a travesty it is. I mean, we... For a, for a masterpiece, how dare they? I was like, man, there's... Uh, elbows are a weird thing. It's, it's like, we can do it because we're organic and we have mushy bits. Yeah. But elbows on everything are messed up because there's no good way to make an elbow work. Like, he, here's what I would have done. The reason, like, his elbows are like that because he has gimmicks that pop out of his forearms, like mm-hmm. his guns. So there's no right. there's no room to put, um, you know, fake elbow detail that is revealed as you bend it. Speaking for me, I would have made those forearm things plug-in things and then put, like, filled his forearms with, you know, the elbow mush to give him better looking bending elbows. Yeah, but elbows. then it's not masterpiece where everything is in the toy. Yeah. It has a place to go. I mean, like, this that's just me. Like, I would have gone with... I would have, yeah, I, I would have gone with making the elbows look better myself, but, like, that to me is absolutely clearly the reason why they look the way they do. 
Like you can't, mm-hmm. you can't just move the hinge to the middle because then there's going to be like a pinching thing going on on both sides. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, guess what? His elbows look kind of funny. In fact, I'll go so far as to say when they bend, they don't look that great. That's, that's just going to be his thing, right? Like his elbows don't look great and don't look at his gorilla mode feet for too long. Like, just don't look there. It's that, That's what gorilla's feet look like. You, you, you've you never seen a gorilla's foot? They have, before? like, what, those 15 other toes on the back, on the back of their foot? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the, if you look at these feet too long, it's like the Uncanny Valley just, like, reaching out and slapping you in the face. <laughs> going, like, stop it. Because um, other than those qualities, I think he looks, he looks real sharp. I want to see what that paint and decal stuff looks like in person. Um... But also, he's not coming out till October, so there's a long wait uh, until we see what that looks like. Um, TJ, how are you feeling about this now that you can see like the full color package and everything, the price, the date, if that enters into it somehow? Now, I'm still excited for this. and The date does factor in because it's after my conventions and I shall actually be able to afford it. You don't have to mush him into the, all the summer spending everyone ends up doing. Yeah. Yeah. But no, like, I'm thoroughly excited for this figure like i I've, i know that I, yes i can see their shortcomings there's some bits of this. we knew this going in like it's a gorilla turning into a humanoid it's a humanoid turning into a humanoid like it's going to look rough here and there i'm thankful it looks as good as it does like i, I will accept a few little quibbles here and there because it's a lot harder to make like a passing beast mode you know, actually look good and still hide as much of the robot as possible. Yeah, if you like, this is one of those toys where if you want the perfect transformation to happen, you got to start looking to stuff like Studio Half Eye and start accepting things like two hundred, three hundred dollars just so that all the robot mode foot parts disappear in gorilla mode. Uh, yeah, like there's uh, nowhere for them to go unless the legs explode and reform around them, and that will cost money. <laughs> yeah, just you know what, just give it to me. Okay, okay, make it, I, I make it a little bit more affordable if you have to, but I, I, I'm okay with it. I love the way the robot mode looks. Like that, it's so smooth. Like the the rear view of the legs, uh, the backs of his thighs look so good. Just backs of his thighs specifically, look so good. specifically. <laughs> I, I, li- I like seeing how much extra transformation is in the legs. Like those big beefy gorilla legs turning into very anime like cartoon accurate robot legs yeah that looks good this is the first time i'm really noticing like how much they actually change shape like he's not just the robot mode squatting down mm-hmm. that's so cool um aaron seeing these in color photos and and getting all of the info how are you feeling about this piece uh i i still think he looks good um i'm looking forward to it Whenever my delayed cycle of getting masterpieces kick over, well, they tend to be on the market for a while now. Like yeah. even exhaust is just sitting around at a lot of places. So yeah, it's it's not it's not nearly as crushing as it was in the beginning. I think they figured out like their real sales numbers, not their eh, maybe this maybe. Well, they they also did restocks. Right, like uh, last <laughs> month, a restock of Masterpiece Magnus happened. Um, and I think those restocks are huge because like Masterpiece Sideswipe, the second run of him happened. I forgot about that. And I was writing a review script and I was like, I wonder if he's still around. Just, he's still sitting around a big bad for like 70 bucks. And it's like, oh, OK, <laughs> this isn't a problem. Um, 
But yeah. Yeah, it's the, the, the like, and I don't know where I'm going. It looks good. Um, it, it's on the list of things to get because I really enjoyed my original Primal, mm. wherever it is now. Mom's probably. Just He's just hanging. He's waiting. He's waiting for yeah. you to reactivate the base. Could be. Uh, yeah, I think I think this looks pretty good. Um, I think it's it's got really really evident faults that are not hidden in any way, uh, and I th- I think I have I have thought of pretty good reasons why those happened. And hey, if I wanted it to look better, then I guess I could just go and make the case to Takara Tomi like, no, make a two hundred and fifty dollar primal. There's enough people. Probably aren't enough people, but yeah, like, I don't. I, I guess I want to say that. If you're not, if you if you wanted him to be better, if you think this is not good enough, there's nothing wrong with that. Because like, yo, no one is gonna stand there and tell you his gorilla mode looks perfect. But I would stand there and tell you it looks pretty darn good. And it, and the legs. We need are to get incredible. a professional gorillaologist in here. Yeah, a gorillaologist. That's what they're a gorillaologist. called. Gorilla. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the job title. Well, they they study gorillaology, so yeah, the gorillaologists. Man, I had a personality test with one of those guys once. It was really weird. I just noticed in the top left, they're showing that the the track stand has a spot that can plug in on him somewhere. Maybe he comes with his own stand. Well, it's it's that clear one they were selling on their own. Maybe they'll pack one in. I don't know. But it looks like he's going to have a spot that will be uh, peg compatible with it. So that's pretty cool. You want to have him flying around. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really great to see like all just all this masterpiece news. Uh, there's still stuff to look forward to. Shockwave is out. Like, I'm guessing people are getting payment requests for them, or that'll be next week? I, I've i got one on pre-order. I have not gotten a payment request, so... It's Friday. Sometimes they happen on Saturdays. It's not supposed to come out until, like, the last week. Oh! Like, it's... Okay. Yeah, it's run very late. That's because April 1st is a Friday, so it's just messing with everything. Um, Did you guys uh, see the in-hand shots that got out? Like, some people have got them now? Yeah, that's that's where I saw the uh, elbows trash. What the hell? Oh, uh, what about primal? messages come from? Yeah, <laughs> because shockwaves elbows are normal. They're like, hey, just you oh, know. Sorry, I'm <laughs> brain slow. Not enough caffeine. That's fine. Um, that shockwave looks pretty neat. Like it looks like his knees can bend. That was a discussion that was happening. Was whether or not they could bend very far. Um. Man, do I wish that his eye lit up, though. Like, I understand it looks pretty good. It looks great in those photos. I'm just very attached to the notion of his eye having a light bulb in it. Um, But yeah, that, that guy's out, I guess. We'll all be able to to, to hear in-hand reviews en masse by uh, April 7 or so. That'll be exciting. Um, There's one more bit of toy news. This popped up the other day. Whoa, what's going on outside? Oh, right, normal thing. Ambulance is driving past, going somewhere else. I wonder who's in trouble. It's gone. Groove. Talk about long conversations. People going back and forth over whether or not Deluxe Groove is going to ever come out on his own. Uh, In Taiwan, it's been revealed that they're going to have him as a giveaway at Toys R Us, and he has a standalone package made. It's a Combiner Wars package. He has his own bubble that he fits in by doing half-ass splits and having his motorcycle backpacks over his... He looks awful in the package. He's, yeah. in, he's in there to fit. Uh, 
So, you know, the natural feeling of this is, oh, that's for Taiwan only, but that sure looks like a multilingual package. I bet you that... So we got, like, about... I don't know how close you'd call this this confirmation, but it's it's apparently he's just going to be coming out in May everywhere. So, uh, hey, you know what? That's that's one more notch towards Blastoff coming out on his own maybe in the fall or the winter. Like yeah, well, the, the rough thing is, is like the front page has all of these links to where you can pre-order it, and none of them actually have pre-orders up. Uh, yeah, the only the only one that had him was Robot Kingdom, and they sold through pretty quick. Yeah, Robot Kingdom had him. I just noticed that the links they've they've the links have all been changed to a deluxe groove search query URL. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it is only Robot Kingdom that's like, out of stock. <laughs> It'll work eventually. Well, I mean, if you're in the States, why would you have been ordering it from Robot Kingdom <laughs> if everyone else has it? I will admit I almost bit on that just because I have zero faith anymore of this coming out. So oh. I, was, I, I got I got that like paranoid. like all, you, know, you know what it was? It's the same instinct that made me pay what I paid for Cosmos and Swerve. Hmm. Like, oh, it was, yeah. it was that level. It was that level of paranoia, but I, I curtailed that thankfully. Yeah, I. Do, I mean, I can't imagine a scenario where the, this packaging is, exists and then it only comes out in Taiwan, unless, like, I, it's just it's the multilingual sticker, you know, like <laughs> that's. The, well, I don't know how much Taiwanese packaging have we seen though. I guess to know is this normal or not? It just looks like it's made at the. Although it it, it is odd that it's like. Uh, French, then, like, uh, I don't know my Italian versus my Spanish for the word combine well enough, but, you know, all of of the various, like, yeah, I know, I'm horrible. Yeah. I think that's Italian and Spanish or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, for... for Boom! We're getting Skype lag or something. Yeah. No, yeah, Yeah. there was was a... I heard it. For Taiwan... I'd think that you'd have some some languages a little bit more local to Southeast Asia than yeah. I don't like know the too French many. that's pouring out of Vietnam. Maybe I, I yeah. I, I don't know too many people who speak Spanish in Taiwan. I mean, I now that I think about it, like generally, I think that for the last year or two, like a lot of the packaging has been sort of homogenized. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just generally the same packaging everywhere, but. I don't know. Like as, as soon as I saw this packaging, I was like, the, "Now it would be really weird if this doesn't come out." And if it doesn't come out, then whatever. I guess I'll live with it, or I'll go get an overpriced one from a Taiwanese Toys R Us next year on the aftermarket. But I, I got a feeling like it's going to be. If you really want this, just keep an eye on whenever they say it'll come out. Just like with Wild Rider and Slingshot. Just like there was a one month window where. There was nothing to worry about. Apparently that went away and now they're hard to get again. But like when they're new and out, it's like, all right, cut some pre-orders on stuff that you know will be around for a while. If you you have that spare money already set aside, like mm-hmm. it, I can't imagine it would be difficult to get a hold of a groove. Um, I think it's good news because speaking for myself, I, I have never messed with that figure because I didn't want to get an entire gift set to mess with it. That was outside of my interests. <laughs> when the when guardian came out so uh there's a point where it seems kind of over the top like that's the kind of thing where in the long run i would love to to go back and purchase all the unite warriors box sets uh because i think that of the you know i have 
one of them and the Devastator, and I think that they're actually real sharp toys, and I love Combiners. I think Combiner Wars is great. I would love to to pull an animated with it and go back and get the Japanese variants. I just don't feel like I gotta do it, like, right now. Like, that's a long-term thing. There's, mm-hmm. there's other stuff out right now I'm more interested in. Um, so, so, yeah, if, if this guy is, like, you know, he's out at all these retailers and whatnot, do you, like, Aaron, do you, do you feel like you'd want to throw down for a groove? Would you have the interest money to, to grab a deluxe? I kind of feel like without knowing, like, is this really going to be a wide release or is this another one of those, like, special shop offer type things? Mm-hmm. Like the um, the alternate limbs were for uh, Superion and um, Minotaur? The, for the real limbs, not the fake limbs? So, yeah, just open up the can. That can actually is full of dead worms. They died, yeah. like, last year. But, I mean, yeah. if you want to just... But, get that no, smell. but I'm but I'm saying in the the method of release of that. I mean, yeah, yeah. I I don't see Groove coming out like they're not going to be selling to Walmart. Oh, no, hey, no, let's put put no, no. eight of these on a shelf. I could maybe see Toys R Us getting it as a thing, but I'd kind of think Toys R Us would want to do it for themselves. So yeah, I'll be throwing down. You know, as soon as it's somebody has a reasonable idea of where it's going to be, I'll probably throw down that, that pre-order just to be sure. Uh, I don't even think Toys R Us is going to carry something like this because yeah, I assume that they would wait until Blastoff came out so they could at least put two figures in the same uh, in the same in release the, box. Yeah. But, but again, though, that's the question of how is this really coming out. Did this slip out because... The Taiwan Toys R Us is doing their thing. I'd bet straight up like two nickels that this is just going to be the Quickslinger breakneck thing, but just oh, yeah. for one toy. Oh, yeah. So like with that's, that, that's that's very much my belief. Like I said, I think the only reason why we're seeing this like this is because this toy is getting used in a promotion otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. So that production cycle is is cycling like. And so it's going to be, you know, easy enough to slip one of these boxes out to show off to whoever. If there's an amazing surprise where they're like, and we've all, he's going to be shipping in May with Blastoff. Like, that'd be amazing. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be an online thing. I don't know how Quickslinger and Breakneck shipped, but, like, given that they've, they've talked before about trying to do specialized shipping boxes anyway, it seems like it's all in the system and ready to go to... Just like to these eat retailers, go like here's a case of eight grooves, and if it's if it's just cases of groove, like he's gonna be sitting around for a while, like it, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be for for all the suffering groove fans, you're gonna rue the day you saw a deluxe groove after a while. Like, <laughs> it does make me be wonder as bad how as Battle Unicorn was. Oh God, I'm sure that's not gonna. I happen don't think. Yeah, I don't think there's. A, <laughs> I, I think there's a little bit more demand for groove than there was Battle Unicorn. Hey, I that dirt mall I went to with uh, with uh, Nurse Midnight. That place had apparently somebody that had bought like four cases of them. That was a weird <laughs> were... year. Yeah. Well, you can buy four cases of them when they're like three bucks at one time. Mm-hmm. I still kind of regret I didn't just buy like a whole bunch of cheap battle unicorns just for for laughs. Like I like that toy. Like, I wouldn't mind having just a bunch of extras. Just as, as the background of mooks in, in all your videos? Yeah, or just, just like, furniture, you know? 
furniture. Oh, just just the boxes that they shipped in as furniture. Yeah, sealed, you know, so they have some weight. Just sit on a chair made out of sealed cases of battle unicorns. Um, TJ, I'm, I'm guessing that, you know, if this thing goes up as we think it will, you're probably going to go for one, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's part, there's part of me that really wants this so I can have a proper set of five protectabots. And then the other part of me that wants it just so I can take take Rook off and have fun with him by himself. And yeah, give Rook a break. Still have my defense or up. Rook does not deserve to be a leg. <laughs> he deserves to stand on his own. Well, I've at least promoted him to arm, but... I swap him around yes. a bit. But yes, I want I want my Rook to be free. Yeah, I... Uh... I, I I just I really want to mess with that figure, and I I said many times if there's one thing Combiner Wars did not have enough of, it was not enough superfluous limb robots. So I will take any that they put out. Mm-hmm. That's the that's gonna be the weird thing. Like even if they make Blast Off, you're gonna have three brand new characters for Combiners for one of your like Cyclonuses or whatever your spare torso is, and then not Blast Off. Like yeah, uh, that's imitate imitate imitation. Came dressed up cosplaying as Blast Off. His brother Takeoff. I'm really into that notion that it's just his brother Takeoff. I just, I want, I would love to see the Blast Off come out as well so I could, like, you know, everyone, everyone go hang out as Galvatronus limbs. Because I really like Galvatronus, but I don't want to, I don't want to peel anyone away from what they're doing for the sake of Galvatronus. Uh, but yeah, I hope that we get more info on this. Like, I, when, when this first, when the first thing came out and they didn't even, you know, confirm anything about pre-orders robot kingdom men put up anything i was like this seems like next month this will probably happen somewhere in the back end of the hasbro panel like the, you know when we saw the cg images oh, i yeah. was like that looks like that's gonna be in next month's hasbro panel i bet you so that's the upside of any news that's that's weird or mysterious right now is we'll probably know next month so nothing to worry about as there one more thing that's right. Oh, and also, perhaps some of you have heard of Unite Warriors and Guardian. Well, don't worry. And then everyone's going to be like, yeah, I know, we pre-ordered mine already. Like, huh? Why? How? <laughs> You're not supposed to know what happens in Taiwan. Uh, anyway, I've got a listener question for us. How about we do it? I'll read it to you like a story. Okay. This comes from Captain Slowbro. He says, Dear Vangie Doobie Doo and the podcastery gang, it is I again, the amazing, extremely handsome Captain Slowbro. Uh, that's all, by the way, capitalized. Uh, here with a question regarding the IDW G1 continuity. So we're going to talk a little bit about IDW comics here. If you've not read them since Dark Cybertron, then there's going to be spoilers of what has happened in the last, what, two years. Um Ever since Megatron defected to the Autobots at the end of Dark Cybertron, his character has been developed more than any other Megatron I can think of. That being said, at the back of my mind, I've always known that he will one day return to the Decepticons because I can't imagine Hasbro would allow their most marketable villain to remain an Autobot forever. However, in the New York Toy Fair 2016 podcast recently dropped, I learned that Hasbro does not outright have control over what happens in the IDW universe. With all this in mind, what do you imagine for the future of IDW Megatron? Thank you for your time, and I hope you all have a lovely day. Enter, enter, click. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about the current state of More Than Meets the Eye as well. So if you've not been keeping up on that comic, then perhaps you'll want to skip, you know, f- five or 10 or 15 minutes ahead. Um, cause like I haven't read like issue 51 isn't out yet. We're up to issue 50, but this is very pertinent to stuff that is going on in the comics right now. And I feel like, like, have you guys caught up on More Than Meets the Eye? 
Yep. I'm, I think I'm caught up on that. I'm like three or four weeks behind since I've not had a comic shipment for a while. It's been, I think 50 came out like at the top of the month. Yeah, I think I've got, uh, yeah, I've got 50 then. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to talk about stuff from there. So if you've been waiting for trades, for instance, then I would implore you, yeah, please skip ahead because we're going to, this is all very pertinent to the question. So, uh, Here's the so I it's yes uh, Hasbro does not just tell IDW what to do they work together on things that also doesn't mean IDW just goes like no screw your toys we're gonna do our own thing like they they work together and so stuff where it would just be a mess like turning Chrome Dome into a, a headmaster that looks like the G1 Chrome Dome out of nowhere uh, with whatever his name is as a head like that's that's not gonna happen but with Megatron in issue 50 they have they like it, the road was basically laid down for a way to have him go evil again i thought which i was actually i thought it was a little bit of a bummer so they, they more or less said this like detoxifying depowering energon you've been on is also like calming your mood and if you like stop using it you might get like unpleasant again and like in issue 50 he punches a dude and then like holds up a fusion cannon that's not there and it goes like oh god and then like leaves the room so i feel like i feel like that the, if they want to have megatron as a villain again the road is absolutely there i feel like it's also a road that has probably been planned since a long time ago if it is there so i don't feel like it's anything that's going to be shoehorned in as far as the writer's uh perspective would be concerned but uh aaron what do you what do you think about about this whole thing about we spent a, what a couple years now without a villainous Megatron in the comics. Um, has it been a couple years? I think it's only been about a year, year and a half ish. Like I where thought, they, they, I think oh. that there was like quite a bit of time where he was maybe not the Megatron, the mustache twirly Megatron. When like he had the bomber body. When was Dark Cybertron like anyway? I forget. Twenty thirteen, okay. I thought. Right. Yeah. Well, okay, maybe it has been that long. But yeah. It, anyway, I think I mean, at some point you have him flip back for I mean icon uh, for icon's sake that you make it I mean, cuz Megatron's friggin' Megatron, man. There's there's a point in time where you have him become the big bad again. Um, I don't know about him being the big bad again. A big bad? I mean... Because I feel like the toy line is actually supporting this, that Galvatron has sort of taken his role in the greater yeah. comic universe. I'm just thinking of the significance of Megatron and that he will have more impact as a not-good guy than as a good guy. Because it, it it's kind of like, okay, well, how do you explain then... Megatron, you know, after we've spent all of these years making the words like Megatron equals really bad guy, how do you like turn that around now? Well, I feel I feel like the the if we're going to talk about like how do you make him believable as an Autobot, that's been what the comic has been no. doing. Well, no, I'm I'm saying more as in the in the toyetic realm. Well, that that's 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 the important thing is like the the comic doesn't necessarily have to support every aspect of the toy advertisement now. Right, so, but there still will be a point in time where, I mean, there's there's crossover, there's enough stuff that I like that IDW isn't shackled to Hasbro, but at the same time, 
it's not like, you know, like you said, they can't just say, no, we're going to do our own thing. I, I think that's going to happen more often with Optimus than Megatron. Because also, I like in IDW, uh, I think I, I've said this before, like Megatron has not really had a character in IDW until More Than Meets the Eye sort of put him in a, in a role that was based on him rather than how he affects everyone else around him. Like, yeah. every time he showed up in IDW, his character was, like, slightly different and suiting to the plot at the time. And, like, I just feel like he's never really been an impactful character so much as just, like, a force that is deployed every now and then. Like, like back in the EJ Sue days, there was a whole thing about him using mass shifting and, like, the compression of power for his gun mode. And he just disappeared for a while. And then he's a stealth bomber and there's something happening. And he just disappears for a while. And, like... He's been he's been way less of an entity in IDW than Optimus has. So I feel like the precedent has been set that he that Megatron in IDW doesn't really have to support the toys very closely because he's barely been there. Whereas with Optimus, we've gotten the Orion Pax, mm -hmm. you know, cop toy. We've gotten the Combiner Wars one like like Optimus becoming a combiner was like straight up to sell a toy. Right. So I, I just feel like Megatron is in, in IDW is in a very weird and unique space where he doesn't even really have to exist there anymore um and i think them doing a, a voyager galvatron toy almost like is a step even farther away from him um but tj uh how about you how do you feel about this the state of megatron where do you think he might be going in IDW? it's been an interesting one to observe because i have friends who just adamantly hate the idea of megatron as an autobot but Honestly, given how the character's origins go, it really does feel like a a step. It's, it feels like a natural direction they could have taken with the character, and it's really made me enjoy him a lot more. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, the, it's the last interesting thing to do with their version of him, given just the friggin' weird biography he has, if you actually sit down and read it. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, and... and Classically, James Roberts has been one of the guys who was amazing at doing character patchwork back before he had his own book. And I feel like this whole thing with Autobot Megatron has been a massive amount of Band-Aid and repair to the state of what Megatron is in IDW of mm -hmm. like, we're going to make him a, we're going to make him a, you know, a broken, repentant former supervillain. He's got to face, you know, the consequences of everything that he wrought and everything that he started. And, uh. I think that when you get to the, the thing of like, and this depowering Energon is also kind of calming his personality down. Like there's a part of that where I'm like, well, you had to explain some of this somehow in a bit of a more punch the table sort of way. Yeah. But like, it's, it's, it's like an effective bandaid <laughs> over the whole well, thing. It's, it's, it's what, it's what IDW has been doing. It sets something in place and that might not pay off for two three years yeah but eventually it comes back around and it's a major major thing it's the kind of seeding that they do in the storylines that make a lot of those stories so good you know it, you know some, something is just as uh as inconspicuous as a briefcase that a character is holding or just you know, a we or a weapon a character has that he can't remember what it's for. Oh, yeah, like long game stuff has been a big part of it. Even, because, yeah. um, you know, the discussions have often been there of like, oh, how is Dark Cybertron or specifically how is Combiner Wars like interfered with what they're doing? And I think Combiner Wars was, for, for how much the Combiner Wars dedicated miniseries stuff 
was real weak uh, mm-hmm. in many ways. The buildup to it was incredibly clever because they were they were not. Like the Enigma of Combination was was a very hackneyed kind of thing to kind of just go like, and there's this thing that you shoot at people and they can combine. But if you if you look around it, there were tons of elements that were being pulled from like comics even before All Hail Megatron. I think, yeah, um, that that was super clever and like that's that's why I always felt like I just can't agree with the notion that Combiner Wars is like this massive shoehorning thing. It's like the Enigma is kind of a mess. But yeah, all, yeah. all these elements around it are are pretty clever. And the Enigma is a hilarious mess that I can't hate because it's so dumb that <laughs> it's just a thing. Like when he just when Starscream just points it at the Protectobots and goes like, Bzz! and the defense door pops out. And I was like, OK, that's pretty funny. <laughs> it's a silly it's a silly thing to shoehorn in some toys, but I I, I kind of appreciate it for what it is, too. I don't think it's led to the stories being bad or anything. Yeah, like they just, I mean, it's, they get weak at times, but it's like, that's what happens with ongoing comics, you know? Right. Yeah. You you can only come up with so many variations of, of a story. And then you have, you know, the MacGuffin that is the thing that kind of, you know, with the, the enigma that makes the changes happen, that at least gives you some way of, you know, changing the status quo. Yeah, and it, I'll, I'll ex- speaking for myself, I'm happy to take that for the sake of having this ongoing world that I really enjoy. It's an absolutely intelligent argument to, to have if you want to break it down to, like, should they just be doing micro stories versus an ongoing universe? That's in, that, And that's just outside of Transformers, even. Like, that's just an argument to be had for the ages. It's not even, it's just a debate. There's no winner. Mm-hmm. It's just like there are pros and cons to both approaches. And it's cool to hear, mm-hmm. you know, because a mini, when something has a defined start and end, then it absolutely can be made into a, a near flawless piece of storytelling. And then it's over. I'm I'm a, an 80s kid who really liked stuff that kept going. And maybe that's indicative of a terrifying consumer culture. I don't know. But uh, I think that it's one of the things you have to take with an ongoing universe is you're going to have your dips. You're going to have your valleys and peaks. Oh, yeah. Um, there's only so much of a story you can tell at one time, too. You know, there's going to be stuff that's just kind of dull because, well, we're setting up something else. We kind of have to get to this point to get to the big point. Yeah. And so it's, it, it, it's, a, it's a ride you go on. It's not all going to be outstanding, but it's it's building blocks it'll get there and i think especially when it is like you said of like okay well we've got the story here we want to take the story to here and if we're going to be an ongoing we can't just say and then all this other stuff happened off screen so that we can get to the next the next starting point see yeah you you kind you gotta like walk through some of those steps and sometimes that's the slow boring like we gotta have two issues of how you know figure out how okay you know, like with the earlier example and Megatron with his his calming energon of like, okay, well, this is how we explain this. Like Megatron wasn't just becoming a pacifist; something externally was happening that was making that happen. Yeah. Okay, now we have the opportunity so that you know, okay, we want to turn him back into angry, shooty McFace yeah. Megatron. <laughs> but, so this is this is how but, we do it. I really, I really like and the touch of it that where part and then go and then move. It's it's like he's just it's he's basically just on medication that's making his right. his brain yeah. feel better. And it's like, hey, that's kind of cool because that's a an, an, an interesting real world parallel you don't get much in Transformers. Yeah, 
but the interesting thing is that's not how he started like he put he put on an Autobot symbol himself. He went to trial himself and agreed to all of this. Yeah, but was mm-hmm. he getting dosed beforehand? Well, he, he wasn't. Was, he wasn't getting he, do- was... he wasn't getting dosed in the final battle with Shockwave. He, got, he, he wasn't, got. He wasn't. He wasn't getting dosed when he was helping Bumblebee. He got. He got dosed with a neat plot point that got that was caught up in the general weakness of Dark Cybertron's writing, where he somehow became real close to Bumblebee in a way where it like, I understand what they were doing, but I had to read it a couple times to kind of cement like, okay, that's just what happened is he got, he thought Bumblebee was super cool. And he's real mad that Bumblebee got shot. Spoilers. Bumblebee dies in dark Cybertron. I don't know if that's still a <gasps> thing. or not. <laughs> um, and like, I, it, it sucks because like, I really like that idea for the character. I just, I, it always bums me out that it is hinged on what was, I thought a kind of, weakly written aspect of dark cybertron that needed uh, i think a little bit more build-up and a little bit more fleshing in its delivery um but i, yeah. I dark cybertron having seen combiner wars i think dark cybertron was also just that's that was their first go at it at this kind of idea um of how, like first they spent like you know a year or two or whatever i can't remember now having these two ongoing trying to have like all right we're gonna have like a unified universe with multiple writers that isn't going to be based on events happening constantly and then we're gonna just have a big event and how does this go it was dirk sabertron no one likes to call him you know he left we're all happy about it um but yeah it, it's it's a shame because i think there was a, a better story to tell in there that it just got caught up in that whole storm of but again, was. again, it sets a building block. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, aside from, aside from mm-hmm. like setting up Autobot Megatron that we've had, and I have been really enjoying. You do start to wonder. Okay, so he's got this fake Energon that's kind of, kind of, kind of settling him down. But what if he was trying to play the long game to begin with, and now he just kind of forgot about that because he's on this medicated Energon, and yeah. if this stuff wears off because. Oh right! I had this contingency plan. Time to kill everybody. Yeah, and I mean, like uh, that's that's why the the calming energon thing kind of bummed me out. Because I was like, this is, I mean, yeah, I'm in the middle of the of the story now, so I can't say until months from now when Dying of the Light's done. But I was like, this would be, it would be a shame if it, in some way, doesn't nullify, but like takes away from the character development that seemed to be naturally happening um, mm-hmm. up until that point. Uh, I think it I think it could lead to an interesting weird mix where we get a different Megatron at the end where he's off he's off the fake Energon and maybe he goes back to lead the Decepticons but there's a very different vibe to him than there used to be. I think that what what could be a real cool outcome there is if you look at the current state of Soundwave in uh Yeah, that's where my head was. Yeah, cuz mm-hmm. like the Soundwave I think is, is like the thing that is like the safety net. Like this the Soundwave we have now is not waiting for a um, a psycho tyrant guy to come back and tell him to blow up the planet. Like he now Soundwave has fully accepted what he thinks his belief is, which is he just wants a place for all these people to go and live where they don't have to be part of this system. And that that I think could make for a Decepticon Megatron return that plays well off of where he is now um in general like it's just that's why it's why i like the idw uh universe right now is that you know for all its ups and downs it's interesting and it's 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 keeping my interest even when i think at times it it, its pace kind of trips over itself a bit 
Um, it's why I don't I just don't have patience anymore for the whole thing of like I can't believe they made Megatron an Autobot. He's Megatron, and like that's the whole argument. I'm like, yeah. there's not I got nothing. Like that's <laughs> sure. Hey man, right now, have you heard of the game of the uh, upcoming phone game Pokemon Go? Yeah. Yeah, you, seeing quite a lot of that sort of reactions to thing of the little bit of knowledge that there's that there is that's out there about this game. Everybody knows it's exactly going to be like the last game that they did, and so dum de dum de derp de derp. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing I get. Like every time I do my live streams now, it's like, what do you think of Pokemon Sun and Moon? Their it's names. Like, <laughs> yeah, they haven't said anything. <laughs> well, with as much as I've played of it, which is nothing. They are, uh, they are uh, color names. I don't like logos. it. They, they have to be color names. They're not real Pokemon. Don't ask me about <laughs> X and Y. It's just like what it's it's weird to me. It's like when people get aggressive and upset that a status quo has been shaken at all. And it's yeah. like it's like, yeah, classically in history, there are times where purposefully changing the status quo comes off real ham fisted and slapdash. But like. I don't understand defending it, especially in, in something where, like for Pokemon as an example first, where there are 500 games, and yeah. it's like the new one might be different. It's like, no, no! Now I have to go back and play one of the other 50 games I have. Or with Transformers, where it's like, in the comic books, I don't like this thing that's happening. It's like, okay, good thing the comics aren't all there is, then. Like, yeah. <laughs> If only there were other options for Transformers Media. Oh, wait. Yeah, it's it's like when you have a property that's in the position to have a gajillion iterations of itself, breaking up the status quo, I feel, should be welcome because uh, yeah. otherwise your your taste of the status quo has been catered to many times over, you yeah. know? Like, I don't want to go back. Like, I don't want to read an IDW story where, where Megatron and Starscream are taking over Hydroelectric Dam. Yeah, it's like, Starscream's well, going to stab him in the back. Oh, is he? Saw I don't know. 30 mm-hmm. years ago. I want something new. Yeah, it's like, it's like you know, like a current IDW is not going to be for everybody, of course. And it's like, if there's nothing for you and everyone told you IDW would be the place to go and it's not, then if you're bummed out, for sure, like, that sucks. You know, you're going to have to keep waiting for that Transformers thing that makes you feel happy again. But yeah, like, to, for, for the whole argument to be like, I can't believe Megatron's an Autobot. This is stupid. And, like, that, your argument is it's stupid because he's an Autobot. It's like, I got nothing. I have absolutely nothing to say to that. Like, it's like, okay, sure, I guess. But I don't know what conversation you want to have. Or if you were just talking at me. I... <laughs> uh, you don't understand there's a purity to it. Like, actually, this feels like a... Did either of you guys check out um, the Deviations Transformers comic? Yes. Yeah. Uh, first off, I want to say, art's great. I love the art in it. Um, and I really want a toy of the thing that shows up in it that totally could be made into a toy. I don't know if I should say yet, because it's still, like, it, was that a week ago it came out, or was that two weeks ago? It doesn't matter. Did you read the next question re- re- that's on the list? What? Oh! I forgot about question three on the next question. So, okay, well, we'll just get there. Anyway, um, as it's just uh, what we're talking about now feels like a perfect <laughs> continuation of, of this conversation is like, if you want to see something that's like right out of the school of thought, right out of that, like everything has to like, I want my internet to be 1994. God damn it. Like the writing on that deviations thing was like, it was like nostalgic to me. Like, I actually found it really cute. Like, I understand a lot of people were not into it, 
I'm not going to stick up for the writing of that book as, like, amazing, but there was something just, like, adorably Usenet about it. Like, just the, the sheer malice towards Hot Rod, because everyone hates Hot Rod. And then, like... There was something very, like, almost, like, fanfic charming. Like, yeah. There's This is, the, like, the early days of someone venting rage at what happened in that movie. Like, for, like for, wouldn't mm-hmm. it be cool if this happened? Like... For this to come out while the rest of IDW is happening, I just thought it was amazing. It's just like, I don't know, here, just like... Cause it, some of the questions it asks are pretty fun, too. Like, what if Optimus was around for Quintessa and stuff? But, like, yeah, just like this this undertone of, like, I've been waiting to write this since 1994. <laughs> I wrote this when I was 12, and now I make someone draw it for me. Yeah, like, it was it was cute. I wouldn't say that's a reason to go out and read it. Like, if you just don't want to read something that's not great, then, yeah, like, skip it. But, I'm, Aaron, I don't know, like, did you dig it? Um, I actually haven't read it. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I, I, I read synopses of things, oh. but that's, again, that came out recently enough that it's not in in my pile of stuff, and I would have to go to the one of the comic shops in town that I haven't been too hot on, so... Are they? Is that the comic shop where you always end up in an argument with somebody over toys? It was. You get that guy who's always standing there so, going, "Why are you so buying the, this?" So the the one that I went into, uh, that was like the closest one was, like kind of you know. So what are you doing here in town? Yeah, and I I try to explain things, and he's like, "Oh well, I'll set up a whole pull list for you." I'm like, "No, I'll probably just get one or two things because I have my shop at home that is still pulling for me." And the guy was like, Ugh. "I mean, what are you going to do? Just wait on him?" And I was like, "Yes." They've they've been my comic shop for like twelve years or so. I'm not going to like ditch them for three months and then have to set up pull lists again with them. I'm going to be here, so can I just get this and this and you know? And they got well, yeah, I guess I can. I mean, I'd rather you be a full. I'm like, okay, well, I can be a full customer. I can be no customer. That's when you just open up your iPad and go like, well, I'll just open up Comixology here in your store. Yeah. And then he pulls out a shotgun and things get messy. <laughs> but All right. so I, I have have kind of avoided that shop, but I re- read the uh, synopses, so I'm not going to wig out that oh my gosh, I know something before I knew it. When we get to that question, like, well, I'll still keep it vague for the sake of vagueness. Um, but like, there, yeah, there's. I think I said on Twitter too. Like, there's a design in that comic that like I want a toy of yesterday and. We'll talk about that in a sec. Uh, anything else you guys want to say about the, the whole IDW Megatron conversation? Because uh, I feel like we've... Now we're we've talking about a completely out, different comic. So we're, yeah. <laughs> we've hit the natural continuation. We have another listener question from XL Hedge. He says, Devangelist and the Charlie's Angels of WTFTFW, some questions for you. Number one, do you think we are overdue on the nostalgia-ridden generations line to have more toys based on Beast Wars slash Machines and R.I.D.? Sure, we get the occasional figures here and there, but where are the updated trans metals... Uh, Optimus, Optimal Optimus, Transmetal Megatron, uh, Autobot Brothers, Spy Changes, Ruination, bunch of RID stuff. Not saying move on entirely from G1, just give us more of the other series. Um, I think I think that some of that just comes from you got to look at what Generations has been doing before uh, and what it's doing now. Like we had Beast stuff during like Dark Cybertron era was when we had like Waspinator coming out and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But now that they've gone into the Prime Wars trilogy where they're having a more gimmick-oriented thing, I think there's just less room for the non-80s nostalgia stuff to fit in. 
uh, which right. which is a shame. It's like I think that's kind of the sacrifice that's been made for the sake of Combiner Wars or Titans Return is you just you don't have a spot now for an updated beast character or an updated uh, like R.I.D. figure. It, it, it's it sucks because like I, I've seen spots where I feel like some R.I.D. guys like um, Combiner Wars Trailbreaker. You that toy is begging to be made into an R.I.D. x Uh and, uh, like, you know, that's classically a, uh, a BotCon place uh, to exist. And for sure, like, you know, that's a convention toy, most probably. But um, as far as, like, like new mold things, like, I, I was kind of hoping, like, there would be some kind of kooky, like, non-G1 combiner that wasn't just, like, it looks G1 enough to fit in with G1. Like, something real left field. And we got enough left field stuff, but... It was all like G1 toned left field. Uh, but yeah, I think that with with the gimmick orientation uh, of this trilogy, like at least for these first two parts, there's just nowhere for them to fit, I think. Uh, which, yeah, I would love to see more updated beast stuff. Uh, Aaron, I don't know. What, what would you like to see outside of G1 and Generations? I mean, I think it would be interesting if we were able to actually get like original rid stuff yeah because many of those toys were good but i mean the the part of my brain that thinks like business sits here and says well still your most disposable fan income money is going to be on the older stuff and since we've managed to keep many of these things looking similar that can dip more cross lines even even thinking business it was only ever usually like one or two figures a year until like the dark cybertron year when we got three beast characters yeah um well i mean we also got um we did get the beast wars whatever 15th or 10th uh oh you mean that like with, where it was like the the two waves of toys of uh oh that's the oh the 10th with the transmutate parts yeah, oh with transmutate yeah, yeah. parts yeah. So, I mean, we have gotten some stuff. I think, though, once you start to talk about transmetals, you're talking about, like, you know, sublines stuff. And there's a point where it's like, okay, well, then do you, like, homage Micromasters? Dude, posable Micromasters. Like, don't get me started. Right, right, okay. (laughs) I'm, I'm saying for, I mean, we're, turns out we're nerds. Oh! We've got... We've got 400 episodes of talking about Transformers. That's 400 episodes more than we really should have. I mean, honestly, the people still listening surprises the hell out of me. But what I'm saying is that there are plenty of those, like, sub-theme lines from G1 that... Oh, okay, so then Action Masters? Okay, you can kind of homage some Action Masters in there, but just, like... Do you make a whole line of action masters? No. Okay, well then just tossing one in as like color ideas or pretender shell looks or something like that's a good way to nod, but not have to say like, hey, we need a whole line of it. I gotta point I gotta, po- you know, I gotta point out we're we're talking about stuff that is all still G one. Uh right. here, but also we got a micromaster in Combiner Wars, so if we're gonna pretend like that counts as non G one, then we got our guy last year. We got Blackjack. Right, I, I. But you know what my point was, though. I know it just, <laughs> um, just there, occurred to me, though. I had to get that. There out. are plenty of those other lines that happened over the course of time. That you know, for G, it, you know, since all of that was G one, but really with the way that 
toys were then versus now, G1 wouldn't have been nearly as long as it would have been. It would have been all this, like the sublines that kind of happened with Japan of, you know, Master Force and Victory and um, Headmasters, you know, that e- the way that each one of those kind of things in the U.S. would have been lumped on still all been what's classically G1, but it was just Transformers. And then once you have the idea of sublines, you start to get those breakups that now people are, you know, with Beast Wars. And I mean, really, what was there out of Transmetal 1 and 2? There was stuff from the show, but like, man, really? Well, this is this is also slight. This is that conversation we've had a couple times now of sliding the nostalgia bar forward in time. Right. Which is really the crux of it. But also we would speak yeah. just to Transmetal Megatron. Like, clearly, given that one leaked test shot that got out that kind of went nowhere, at some point there was at least a flavor of Transmetal Megatron bouncing around a whiteboard because mm-hmm. they, they made that retool head for uh, for video game Grimlock, which, you know, thank goodness that wasn't the toy that, that came out because that would have been a real crappy way to check to check that box off. But it, I think, the you know, the, the flavors there, it's, it's really about that sliding nostalgia bar. Um, and I mean... It's not like it's a linear slide because we've had Armada guys happen. Uh, right. In fact, this, like, Armada kind of had its own... Armada and Beast Wars were all over Dark Cybertron uh, in, in their own little pocket way. Um, and and that was great. And uh, I, I think it's just when you decide, like, we're going to do Combiners or we're going to do Headmaster, Target Masters, like, yeah, you then you are locking in a whole lot of that stuff and there's no room to stuff any of this other more niche stuff in there stuff and it's a it's kind of a stuff. shame stuff i i've ever since i was uh in my ever since i turned like like 20 i've been like man the spy changers cartoon models were so cool i'd love to see bigger more poseable versions of those um i do think ruination is totally on the table like i bet you at Takara Tomi, they're at least bouncing that idea around for Tokyo Toy Show. Well, to be fair, that's the easiest one on the list because it's just a repaint. Yep. Yeah, it's just a straight <laughs> repaint. That's that's not that hard and of an option. It better freaking happen because they made me my black convoy with the right symbol. So they got to do me my, my well, I mean, it's Valdigus, but I, I, I want Valdigus colors and I want him to be able to call him Ruination. Damn it. I don't know. Like, when I look, when I look at the questions, just... I, I I see like we did get we did get a decent number of Beast Wars toys before this changeover happened. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We yeah we got yeah we got a couple we got a couple new deluxes. We got a Voyager. Like like, like for Rhinox all, got a toy. How we basically like, got the Maximal cast as of this masterpiece Primal, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty much. Like I mean, one of them sucks, <laughs> and then and but... then Waspinator for them all to kick around simultaneously, yeah. which is yeah. appropriate. Yeah, that that's how Waspinator do. That's right, <laughs> uh, pretty much, and. They, they all they all break out of the back out of the package, so that's still very accurate to Waspinator. But like, you start hitting a point where the Transmetals, like, I get having Megatron Transmetal come out as a new toy because a it's a really cool design that a lot of people remember fondly, and b a lot of people remember theirs breaking. Thank you to whatever brown gold plastic syndrome that was. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's a toy where him coming out would also satisfy the having a durable version because like the the one that didn't break was the the Japanese metals version who is now ridiculous to get a hold of if I understand um, correctly. Yeah, and I <laughs> I still have to attempt that at some point because I do love that toy, but I refuse to touch mine now. Yeah, but you start hitting a point now where like 
if they did like Transmetal Cheetor, would it really be better than the original? Yeah, like, yeah. Especially with the RID guys, where you run into a point of like, I mean, they'd probably be less finicky toys. No, oh, but to be sure. But the iteration of what they can do, even going back to something like Optimal Optimus, it's like you could do a new Optimal Optimus. He'd probably be nicer than the original, but would he be the step up from the original? that that you get out of out of yeah. something like you know a g1 redux like even some of those beast wars ones it was arguable at times like like rhinox and rat trap were great ones to do because their original toys had so little to do with how they looked in the cartoon right but classically the the conversation about that cheetor is like oh geez the original cheetor toy is a better <sighs> cheetor than this is and it's like yeah. yeah it's like that's that's a toy where it's almost that ended up being like a side grade and I think that's a huge risk you run into, doubly so when you start talking about doing like R.I.D. Optimus and Magnus again. It's like, what could you do differently on them except change some of the ball joints to like ratcheted joints? Mm-hmm. And at that point, like, it's such a side grade, like to do a whole new thing for that, to do a whole big push for that in the hopes of capturing some nostalgia. Like, that's a harder sell, I think, of nostalgia. Um, like, like for a lot of the R.I.D. toys, it would just be change the ball joints to something more robust and something less finicky and make like change the some of the ball joints, make the transformation a bit more fluid and a bit less like angles oriented. Yeah, and a little bit then, less over top of itself. Yeah. yeah. And even then, like you might end up with a toy that is functionally easier to play with, but you've got the modern engineering and budgetary limits that they didn't have back in 2000 and 2001. Yeah, like, you'd, you'd probably end up with a lot smaller toys. Yeah, it, it'd be smaller. It'd be more more hollowed out. It wouldn't feel as solid as some of the original ones, especially like X-Bron. Like, X-Bron's a really solid toy for that time period. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, to, to me, it would be more about, like, stuff that's slightly more behind-the-scenes referential. Like, I'd love to see a new Speedbreaker because the guy who did Speedbreaker classically has said, like, I wish I could do that toy over again. Like he's because he, he's like that's one of my first toy designs and it shows and i'd love for him to get like a second shot at speed breaker or sorry yes. sideburn whatever he was called. yeah yeah, yeah. let's not confuse the people right? i always re- i always thought of him as speed breaker even back when i was watching that the dub well, to be like, fair <laughs> sideburn's a stupid name that too yeah <laughs> like i love the name speed breaker so that's, that's just always where it goes for me but like in the case of that toy like no do a new one of him and have the original designer do it over again, like, just so it's, like, a personal project of his. But, yeah, because that's one of the most convoluted toys I've ever owned. Like, that yeah. could have been done in so many other ways. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that was exactly the one I was thinking of, of, like, be made much more simply. Like, he would benefit from a lower budget, perhaps. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> But then, like, you know, then, of course... But then there'd be all this decrying that it's not rubber tires and... And, and we'd be saying, make Speedbreaker, but don't remake the other two. And then this new Speedbreaker, there's no way he would look natural with the other two. Because he'd be such a different aesthetic at this point. Yeah. But, so, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it's, when you start talking about big guys or, like, teams, I think that that runs the risk of, like, can they really do all of them in Generations without those guys being the focus of... It's even just the wave. And maybe they should be. I don't know. Like, maybe after Prime Wars, generations will enter into a point where it's like, well, this wave is going to be G1. This wave is going to be RID. This wave is going to be Beast. Like, what if it turns into a wave-based thing for a year? 
Um, I might just go back to the way Generations was, where it's just, well, these are the ones we haven't done yet, so we'll just sprinkle a little bit of everything in. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the the Dark Cybertron uh, figures, or the the IDW ones, the first ones with comics, like that that was a real varied like pile of figures. And once you got past the you know the Bumblebee and the Megatron parts of it, it's like there there was a really nice mix in there. Um, you know whether or not the toys were super strong or not is up to you, but. Uh, there, I, I like the variants. Like it was like, there's no real theme to this. It's just generations. Here you go. Um, it's whatever the designers felt like doing. Yeah, like, we we, yeah. Knew, we knew years ago they wanted to do that Rhinox, but you know we're going well. Haha, what are you? You're actually going to make a Voyager Rhinox this far out from Beast Wars? And then they went and did it. Like, okay, yeah, fair play to you. Yeah, yeah, and then there's also just the idea of like you know some of these things just has to have somebody that will be the champion for it. Oh, totally. Like you know? this and, this whole line, like clearly, like John Warden loves eighty seven. So you know you got to imagine he probably has a lot to do with why Titan's return is happening in the first place. Right. And maybe it's just something that it has to kind of wait for the cycle of like toy designers that Armada was their jam. Yep. Oh yeah, to come back around and then. You know, then you have the guy that's there in the office that's not just going, what haven't we done? That's like, hey, guys, I've got this idea. Now, follow me here. We're going to do, you know, these toys and figure out the way to do it and, you know, potentially have that like off hours design idea to come in with something more than just, a, you know, well, OK, let's red and an Autobot. <clears throat> yeah, like like someone who comes in just passionately going like, listen. Ever since I was a kid, I was bummed out that Armada Prime's legs didn't do anything in his robot mode, all right? If we're going to do the new mm -hmm. Armada Prime. Look, he almost won a poll once ten years ago. Masterpiece poll, even. Let's do this. Like, that That would be interesting. Mm -hmm. I'd, like to be, I'd like to be there to see that. Um, anyway, let's move on to question number two, which uh, has to do with stuff that maybe you like, but not a lot of other people are into. Axel Hedge says, having recently gotten and beaten Rise of the Dark Spark, I don't understand a lot of the hate the game got. While the movie areas were tolerable at worst, I really enjoyed the Cybertron areas of the game. Anyway, were there any time when your opinion differed greatly from the majority of the fandom where you could not understand why the fandom hated or loved something you didn't? Um, I was going to throw out there, at first I thought this question was going to be like, I don't get why people don't like Rise of the Dark Spark. And I was all ready to just spend like a half hour going like, let me break down what's wrong with this stupid thing. But that's not what the question is about. Um... But let's do that anyway. I, yeah, you know, if you if we could just sit here and talk smack on that on it or not, I you know I'm real happy someone enjoyed that because that's great. I, uh, I I didn't know. Do you do you have proof that he? I mean, well, he wrote that he enjoyed it, so I I don't understand the motivation someone would have. He enjoyed the Cybertron areas of the game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, even then, I, I, while the movie areas were tolerable at worst, I don't know why someone would lie about enjoying part of it like that. There's nothing to be gained from that. And if you're going to enjoy one part of Dark Spark, it's it's Lockdown's big motivation at the end. That's the whole reason that game exists, because that has legitimized movie Lockdown as a character, as a blithering idiot of a character, but still as a character. It's amazing. I should just spoil that. Did I spoil that on here ever? Like what? I don't think so. I never when played we the had game. Cause to talk about it. Oh my god, have you guys actually seen the ending of Rise of the Dark Spark? No. 
No. How old is that game now? A couple. It's like two. It's, it's plenty old enough. Hey guys, okay. we're gonna we talk have, about we it. We have devastation. No one cares yeah, anymore. I'm gonna spoil the ending of Rise of the Dark Spark. So now, if you just got past all that comic talk, it's like thank goodness. At least they're not gonna spoil my new video game. <laughs> Skip ahead from here. Okay. So Rise of the Dark Spark, right? It opens up in Age of Extinction timelines, and there's like a dark spark. It's like a dark matrix, and Movie Optimus is like, oh, it's a thing from legend. And then they cut to just like war, not even Fall of Cybertron time. It's like somewhere in between War of War for Cybertron and Fall of Cybertron. It happens in between those two games where the dark spark lands on Cybertron, and all the video game guys are fighting for this thing. And I'll just throw out there. It, it looked like a bunch of people were given the asset libraries from uh, from those games, but it was not the team who created those asset libraries, and they didn't really know how to use them all that well. Uh, and there's a whole lot of just, like, long, draggy stuff. And then eventually the Dark Spark leaves Cybertron. It's like, okay, then it, I guess, landed on Earth, and Movie Lockdowns got it. It's like, gives you, it, it gives you, grants you access to, like, unlimited power. Movie Lockdown's big plan with it is to bend time and space in order to go back to when the war was still happening and then recreate the wartime economy so he can make money again. That's his big plan. Is he can't make money anymore now that the war is over. So he wants to, he wants to use the power of a God to, to alter the space time continuum to continue selling weapons to the Decepticons when there's still a war happening. That is his grand motivation. It's awesome. I believe the phrase you know? is dollar dollar bills, y'all. Hey, awesome. Know, some people are some people are like that. Swindle would do it. You know, Swindle yeah. would do it. It's just like yeah. movie lockdown for all his gravitas in the movies, or you know, the the, the bounty hunter caricature of, of of a lockdown. I love that this one is like, I want to make some money, and I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> just... get the power to change reality, and I'm not gonna use it to just give myself money. I'm going to use it to create an arborous loop so I can keep selling to a wartime economy that has since ended. <laughs> okay. I, okay. I do love this mental image now. It's like if you saw like any scene with him and Kelsey Grammer in the movie go like one minute longer and Grammer's just there going, look, why are you helping us like this? And he just turns around and goes, look, I'm broke. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it took him being broke. To then rather easily secure a dark artifact that could change the fabric of reality. Uh, yeah, I love that. And then here's the here's the best part. So this game is done, and you're and it's like, well, that was silly. Uh, that at the very end, because the dark spark, you know, it, it's not like war. It's not like the video game Transformers were the past of the movie verse. They were a different reality. Because then the dark spark leaves Earth again, and Optimus is like, it will land in another reality where blah blah blah. Optimus Prime speech. Then they cut to a desert, and it's G1 Optimus who looks to the sky as the dark spark falls and goes like, I had foreseen this day to come. And it's like, you didn't earn that! You did <laughs> not earn that cold ending! Because <laughs> it was like they wanted to end on this big pop of like, look, it's G1! And it's like, no, you don't get to do that! <laughs> not after all that mess! You don't, you don't get to then go like, guys, we know what G1 is. Isn't that cool? It's like I wanted to slap the game. Except it's a game. You can't slap a game. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, so there we go. I, now I've finally got that in recording. Spoilers are over for Rise of the Dark Spark. <laughs> I hope I didn't ruin that for somebody. It's Yeah, it's been two years or so since it came out. Uh, I hope you had your fill of it. It's been well, more like a year and a half, let's be fair. 
Um, to the actual question, uh, TJ, is there anything that you're into Transformers-wise where it's just you're into it or you're not into it, but your opinion is just different from everybody else's? Absolutely everybody else's? Well, of course not absolutely. There's going to be tons of gradient because it turns out we can't monitor the thoughts of every Transformers fan. I've tried. Why? Okay, because people, I send them these free samples of cereal. They don't eat it. They don't get the nano, the nanobots into their brains, and they're a bunch of free thinking, bunch of anti zombies. I then hate them. You're not doing it right. I'm. I. I don't have enough time. You they're know? toy collectors. Put a toy in the box. They'll go for people it. People don't eat toys enough to reliably ingest tracking devices that way. I don't know. Maybe more people started eating their toys. Um. But TJ, yeah, do you have an opinion that is just unpopular, would you say? Unpopular or uncommon. Um, to, there were a couple spring to mind, though. I think enough people start to have these. Uh, I still run into a lot of people who despise Rodimus Prime from G1. I feel like they're in the minority now. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's a sliding curve. Like, when I yeah. first got into this fandom, I was like, I was the lone man on his island is like no he had a cool character like yeah he's whiny he inherited a four million year old war how would you handle it yeah i've I've totally been there because like and i i i'd almost say that like well i'll get there i guess but they, i have a similar parallel opinion that i think might still be unpopular but yeah like back in the day it was like we rodimus fans were sticking together now it's like oh wait we took over everything <laughs> <laughs> and we still act that's why i was like the anger at that deviations thing i was like look rodimus fans you've been handed the world okay like let the people who hate rodimus have this one book <laughs> this like these 20 <laughs> some pages <laughs> essentially to go something a little bit more specific a little bit more different um i guess doing what i do i end up disagreeing with a lot of people about what makes a toy good or bad and the one they the one I keep getting is a lot of hate on Energon Ironhide because I think a lot of people just like had trouble separating character from toy because the character was horrendous. Oh, yeah. Like, Even especially in, in the dub. Mm-hmm. You, like, like, that's a character. Don't go to Superlink thinking, oh, he's better when he wasn't dubbed. It's like, no, he just sucked. He Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I know a lot of people are just like so down on that toy. I always got this big stupid boom box in his head and his head is always exposed. I'm like, but it's a super solid toy with an with a intuitive transformation, good articulation in his you know, in his size class. Like he's probably one of the better looking voyagers in Energon in the first place. Even like you could just deploy his legs into in like dedicated leg mode in his robot mode and it still kind of worked. Kind of, yeah. Like that was, I remember that was one of the first fan modes on him. That and like, yeah. combine him with Inferno, but don't extend his legs. Then they just look like this big armored thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, that's definitely like a poster child. Like this is a terrible toy, and it's like it's not like great, but it's it's yeah, I, it's not I, like a friggin' like Armada. What's his name? The blue car sideswipe. <laughs> oh God, no. sideswipe. Like there, I've seen at least once someone just lined those two toys up as like these are these are both garbage and it's like look no. I'll, I'll give you one of them if you really gotta have it but one has <laughs> knees yeah um <laughs> uh, all right yeah that's that's i think it's a solid one aaron have you got a an opinion of thing where it's just like it just seems like you're the lone man on the island i don't know about an individual thing i know that frequently i 
run afoul of people that get, I don't know, necessarily pie in the sky type of feelings about the way that things should be. And I feel like I have to do like I frequently do of like, well, no, man, the expenses behind just making a new toy is insane. And there's a pipeline and there are all of these other considerations that go way beyond why can't they do this in a slightly different color for me? Hmm. And some of those instances will will sometimes get me. Um, I don't know. There are probably plenty of things that somebody could say from our hundreds of episodes. I mis where I I'm misremembered something from a, a couple of years ago, and I was gonna go into this going like, Aaron, I remember you loved movie leader Ironhide, and everyone else hated him. What was it like being the man alone on that island? I did. He was it, okay. I can't remember the precise thing. I just remember there was something about movie Ironhide. Either you yeah. hated him or you were okay with him. I was I was okay with him. I think so you were you were kind of man alone on that. I think his memory serves. It was it was one of those things where it had a place, so it wasn't horrible. But there were a whole lot of things that I felt maybe could have been done differently. And made it better, but it wasn't like anything crazy as at least as I recall. I don't know. I was just like I was like, that's the last time I remember it being Aaron versus the world. Yeah. Was it just like no one else really no no one really went to bat for you on movie leader Ironhide? Um And in my case, like right off like this is this is the thing I almost brought up when we were, I was talking to TJ uh, a couple minutes ago. My big thing is I think that G1 season one is is like 13 pretty fun episodes of 80s cartoon. I think G1 season three is some fantastic sci-fi sequel stuff, especially to justify a little bit of the sacrifice made character-wise in the movie. I think saying that, G1 season two is more often than not undigestible garbage. <laughs> I cannot deal with. Uh... And and I find that's a very unpopular opinion. Um, a lot of people tend to lump season one and two together and then lump season three and the movie together. Or not even that. People like there's season one and two, there's the movie, and then there's season three. Those three things. And to me, it's like, no, don't lump season two in with season one. That's very unfair to season one. <laughs> what? You, you didn't like the episode where they went to the planet that's exactly like Earth, but they're, everything's giant, so they're the size of the toy? You see, here's the thing. I've never been able to make it through season two. So all I know is that that's an episode concept. It's like every couple months I turn on a random season two episode and I go like, well, that was stupid. And then I, go, I walk away and I don't continue. Uh, I Back when the Rhino sets came out, I could not make it through that set. I fell asleep like four times and then I just got sick of it. And I was like, I'll just do this later. And I never did. Like... I will I will say like season one is, is pretty cool. I will always stick up for season three, and I know I'm not alone. Like I know that's not a popular opinion, but I know there's enough of us who like season three a lot that I can't well, claim yeah. like that's just me. Mm -hmm. But like a lot of people friggin will start going to bat for the concept of season two, and like often it just comes down to like, well, all these characters I like appeared in it. I'm like, dude, that's not something to be happy about. Like, the way your characters you like appeared in season two at times was awful. <laughs> and, like, of course, there are some pretty cool episodes in season two. But, like, man, like, they there's so much garbage in season two. 
Uh, anyway, that's my probably unpopular opinion. Like a second season had to happen for a third season and to happen. It's so long. Season two is so long. It just keeps going. Ah, it's like it's, I don't know. There's a lot of it's a lot of trash. Like I, like I watched I watched parts of the core just recently. Like I just mentioned. And like friggin' what? Like <laughs> we're gonna Real Jack's like, yo, I just figured out how to brainwash Devastator. We just have to stick these discs on the Constructicons when they're by themselves, then get them to combine. Then I push a button and Devastator will fall down, and then he'll do whatever we say. And it's like, excellent. That would be great to get Devastator on our side. And I'm sitting there going, like, have you considered the morality of what you're doing? <laughs> we are Autobots, right? And like, like Man, the whole episode, they're just like, they lose Devastator, and they're like, oh, man, well, we if we can't get Devastator back, we'll just try to short his brain out, I guess. And I'm like, what? pardon me? And then <laughs> and then they have to... We can't enslave him. Let's lobotomize him. And then they have to work that with... That sounds like a wonderful plan. Well, then they have to work with Megatron, because Megatron's drill thing is about to hit the core of the planet and blow it up, which is like, you idiot. Uh, and so... Megatron, for one, when they have to team up and he's like, well, I'll, you know, we're going to repair the Constructicons and get Devastator to go down there and stop that drill instead of just turning it off. Uh, Megatron has this line where he's like, it grieves me that you also may profit from this. And I'm like, it's like watching him like try to big dog at them when the stakes are, well, it'll suck if the planet explodes. It's like, this is a waste of my time. And then at the end, Megatron's just like, oh, the planet's going to blow up. And he just runs out of the room. And I'm like, where are you going? And then Devastator's like, ah, where's Noble Megatron? And everyone's like, man, it would have been nice if Devastator stuck with us. And just like, this is like, you actually, it's like you tried to pitch this high idea of maybe Devastator has good in him, but then you just like friggin' fell down the staircase while writing the whole thing. And like, yeah, maybe I'm being hard on the 80s cartoon, but like, there were way better episodes of Jeez. this 80s cartoon. Optimus Prime's looking on the back of his own box going frames. Right? What? Well, uh, wait, I made a mistake, guys. If we can wait, Wheeljack, you figured out how to brainwash people. Let me go rewrite that. Freedom is my right to people I like. Uh, anyway, this. I mean, yeah, I, I don't like. Like, I, I don't. I don't. I don't get angry if anyone likes well, season two. I just think it's weird how many people want to stick up for season two over season three. Like, it's it's messed up to me. Um. Anyway, uh, there's one more question here, <clears throat> and I'm trying to think how to word this, because I don't, I don't want to blow this completely. Aaron, did you read the question? Yes, I did. Okay. It's okay. It's it's totally fine. I'm behind. That's my own fault, kind of, sort of. It's okay. I just, because the name is just a name. I won't mention the rest of it. I'll just say, okay, question three is basically, are any of you bummed out that we don't have a mega scream? coming based off of TF deviations. Um, as I said, as soon as I finished that book, I was like, I want Mega Scream yesterday. Uh, well, the the Mega, not, you know, just Mega Scream. But yeah, I want that set of figures that were freshly designed in that comic. I want that yesterday. I think that was awesome. Uh, maybe I have biases because I like those kind of toys. Uh, I don't know. TJ, did you feel a toyetic draw to that when you saw it? Uh, not in the least. Oh, I, 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 I thought that was a incredibly lazy design. I love it's it like, though. <laughs> it's like, like, like of all guys to join. Okay. 
All right, yeah, I'll just say it. It, it was whatever. It's a Combiner Wars set, is what he said in here, because there's a Combiner thing that happens. And it, it, well, it's it, well, like if you want to do like, for starters, if you're gonna if you're gonna write a story where it's like, what if Optimus Prime hadn't died? I don't think you should also go. And if the current toy line was all about combining and we have to jury rig this in. I loved it, though, because like, <laughs> I bet you no one asked them to do anything like that. But then someone was like, yo, maybe we just like, I don't know. What if we convince them to make a toy based off this comic? All right, let's do this. Like, I was like, I don't know. I, <laughs> I was, I was I, giggling. I, I, I kind of wonder with what I've seen and and read if it was just like, man, we, we could just like, you know, set it up so they back end it in. Yeah, just like, how many ways are left? Are they doing box sets? Okay, they're doing box sets. Well, what if we do this? You know, all right, <laughs> let's give it a shot. Like, yeah, it's it's not like I can defend it as a high, a high concept. It's just, it's so in line with my taste and it's so silly that, like, <laughs> I would I so love a toy of that. I don't know. We got to that part of the story. I was like, oh, we're getting, oh, oh, so that that's what Mega Scream is. Okay. No. Okay, it's basically his. It's basically his coronation armor all over him. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. essentially how it breaks down. Like in my head, I was going, "Okay, I'm going to flip this page, and he's going to look like his Machine Wars body, and that's going to be awesome." Nope. I, I liked that they didn't go that way because that that would that wouldn't have the way they went. It maintained that flavor of of like Usenet like 1994 well that's why it felt so fanfic to me because yeah. now it's like half megatron half starscream all in one you know and it, 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 it's a very fanfic idea whereas i feel yep. like there's like an organic way this could have gone and then there is the way a 12 year old wrote by the time we were at that part of the story i was like this is perfect for what i've been reading up till now like there, were, there was a Rubicon crossed before we got there. Uh, it's just that you know we we were eating, we were going out for baconators at that point. <laughs> like this is just, yep, give me another baconator, four for four. Uh, so yeah. Uh, also, Exahaj adds, thanks as always for answering. No click for you till you answer those uh, old voicemails. Bye. And I feel like that's a weird ultimatum to lay out. It's like I'm gonna not. <laughs> I don't even know a good a good parallel for this. I'm not going to pander to you until you do the thing that you should have been doing for a long time that you may not know how to do anymore. Yeah, it's like there's no there's no threat here and there's no gain for either side. It's like I like this kind of ultimatum. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. Uh Anyway, that's been some listener questions. Let's let's finish off with a little bit of what we got. Have you guys got any on topic stuff? Yeah. Uh-huh. Man. Busy, busy. Uh, I got, I got no on-topic stuff to talk about myself. So, Aaron, what have you, what have you gotten? Because you're, you're out in in no man's land. I'm always interested when you get a hold of stuff yeah. out there. Um, I'm, I'm still in the United States. I'm probably no, closer to what should no be man's land. stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's not like I'm some deserted <laughs> island that just happens to have uh, good enough internet for. I Skype. almost said you're in Cincinnati, no man's <laughs> land. That's not where you are. Yeah. No, just, that's not. For some reason, my brain went like Aaron, and the next the word association went to Cincinnati. No, no, remember, he's in Connecticut. That's right, Connecticut. They both start with the letter C. That's why that happened. Yeah, that's surely that's <laughs> why that happened. Um, 
So I can't remember. Did I talk about um, getting Skylinks? I'm, I'm I'm trying to set where mm, where my breakoff point is. <laughs> I don't think you did. And I, I I don't think I did. I think that happened shortly after we recorded last time. Yeah. So um, surprise! I got Skylinks. What? Oh God! Okay, <sighs> I'm right here. Um, and I think he's my favorite torso. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I. If like if if all your joints work really well on him, he has the most range and the most natural look of all of them. Yeah, I think I need to tighten up the back look, um, just a little bit for his links mode. Mm-hmm. But man, it's good. I like the the shuttle mode. I like the links mode. He makes for a nice and interesting torso that moves well and seems filled out in the right ways there's no i mean like if you look at him kind of sideways his midsection his like abs are half empty but he he fills out very well gives a good solid profile it's fun to just fiddle with i'm real psyched for a lyo kaiser with that torso yeah i just it was something that i wasn't expecting to like as much as i have been well, there's a when you get to his torso mode, if you've been into the Combiner Wars thing, like there's a moment with that torso mode where it's like, oh, by the way, that he's from the end of the line. Right. It's like, oh, right. This is the last torso. They probably nailed down some of this stuff by now. Yeah, they got to figure it out finally. <laughs> like Bruticus has a bit of that as well in the way that he repositions the pelvis visually. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, they get it. Like that the, the yeah. robot leg hips should just be the hips. Okay. <laughs> But I, I've really enjoyed fiddling with him, and uh, I kind of wish that his tail had another joint or two in it. Mm. Um, just because it, it's just like the at the end of the shuttle tail and something up inside of it are the two hinge joints, and you kind of fill out the tail with his guns, and that's a neat way to do it. But I kind of wish that there was like another, like the angle that's in there. I kind of wish there was a joint there, and then maybe another step or two, so that it could become a bigger tail. But yeah, it would have been but, nice if it could have emoted a bit more. Because uh, right. if, if you don't attach those two sword things to it, it's almost like it's not there. Yeah, it's it's almost like a uh, a uh, like a Doberman's tail, just <laughs> yeah. this little, tiny little nubby thing. It's like oh, you go buddy. ahead and wag that, buddy. I believe Aww. it's there. Yes, okay. But um I I've really enjoyed he sits here at my desk and while I'm watching TV or farting around on the internet, I'm I've I'm almost always ter- either, you know, building the combiner and posing him around or taking him apart and and filling with him because I mean I like all four of the limbs that go with him as well. Even though they're repaints, they're all neat characters and they're good examples of four different vehicles yeah. that are fun to sit there and pose with. It's, it's something where like, okay, yeah, all the limbs are, you know, I'm air quotes repaints, even though heavy remolding and, and all of that fun that goes along with it. But then, I mean, they're all good toys and Skylinks brings it together in a way that I I wasn't looking for, but found. With more paint on Wheeljack and Smokescreen, I would be making a huge argument for that set as just being, like, the best way to dive yes. in. Like, I... Very much so. There was, um... 
Ichabod was 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 chatting with me for a bit about uh uh how he had finally found Skylinks and was very much enjoying the whole set of everything. Yeah. And uh it was, it was a little bit of a wish of like why can't everything be like this but they're all pretty cool. So Yeah, like like um and with Vealjack honestly it's just like if you bust out some black paint you can fix a lot of his robot mode pretty easy. Mm-hmm. The repro label sets I think are out now for these guys. Um, and they did. If they're not out, they've at least shown off that their set does a whole lot for Wheeljack and Smokescreen. Right. And it's like, yeah, like it's just it's it's five characters who there's no baggage on them whatsoever. And I find there's even less of a why are they combining than there is with the Optimus guys. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, I bet you Wheeljack did a real kooky experiment, and mm-hmm. now these guys are just a team. And it's like, there's yeah, there's just something fun about him. Like Trailbreaker is the best version of that mold. Uh, like you're getting the you're getting a lot of best ofs in that set. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'm glad you like him because yeah, I, I was so surprised how much I liked that set as a set. Like I thought, oh, I'm gonna break this apart immediately, and it's like no, they're friggin' that's Team Alpha Links, man. Like they gotta right, you gotta stick together. <laughs> um. So yeah, I got that from um Rob, who was the guy actually that had come and checked out this apartment mm-hmm. beforehand who he was a local and he was like, yeah, I found it for you if you need it. I was like, sweet, that much less hunting to do. And then, so then the other on topic thing I got, so it looks kind of odd right now, but, uh, Skylinks is wielding shockwave. Oh, I didn't realize you hadn't gotten shockwave yet. Yeah, no, I well no, because I'd gotten, um, buzzsaw. Right. You got the good one have... first. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got the important one to get before any of the others. Yeah, it's like how everyone wants to go see that new Zack Snyder movie to take part in the conversation. That's what Nobody it, wants to see that no, new Zack Snyder no, movie. I've, I've, seen, I've seen lots of people in my social media express lots more interest than I have in seeing that film. There's... It's disgusting how plastered <laughs> New York is with those billboards. You should see Dundas Square over here. It's, they, no, they had three no, dude, huge ones. Right Tomorrow, I'm going into New York. I will take photos Man, anywhere near Times Square was like eight story tall billboards plastered on everything. Yeah, it's I and the thing is, I I really don't care that much. Like I there's there's always this temptation, you know, nowadays it's like, well, I want to take part in the conversation about this film. But for me, it's like I just can't I'm I'll check it out on Netflix sometime and maybe that'll be when I watch Man of Steel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched a Zack Snyder film since Watchmen. I thought Watchmen was cool. I just haven't been interested in anything he does since then. <laughs> I, you know, I don't feel this need to go and, oh man, I got to see how it turned out. It's like, there's so many more important things for me to do. <laughs> like but... brush my teeth. <laughs> so Shockwave. Yeah. Um was kept trying to get together with crisis um and things just hadn't been shaking out he's working a whole lot more than he normally does in the spring and i've had various uh weekend deals that have come together and then fallen apart in a short time so we ended up just like look okay we're gonna do it this it's uh was last sunday and that's that's going to be it. And then it was like right around that time. He's like, hey, have you found a shockwave yet? Nope. And he, then it was like a picture of one. And he's like, you're done. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so um, I there's something about him that seems overly complex, but not. 
enough or something. Would you say it's um, his hips? It's his hip. I don't like his hips because I'm not. I mean, the way that they collapse down are good to get the profile and everything tucked together, but it kind of seems like that could be done without that because it always seems like I'm going to force because it's the problem of the like the two things the two like flat panels connected to each other that friction is always super heavy so I feel like when I go to move it one way or the other like it's about ready to just rip apart hmm. and then on top of that his the balls for his hips are super they they need some floor polish to them but then the the thigh swivels are super tight I had very loose hips on one of my two shockwaves. So it just ends up with, like, one part works and one part doesn't. And any posing ends up with a weird, like, I have to hold a part in order to move it so that what I want to move, like, I want to I turn his ankles out a little bit in order to give him a more, like, A stance versus just being straight-legged. But now his hip is turned you know, inside out, and so I gotta adjust a ball. The tight thighs is weird. Like, I wonder if maybe you have some mold flash in there on yours. Maybe. I don't know. Because, yeah, I, I didn't have tight... I, the loose the loose ball socket joints, I think, is possibly common, but, uh... Because it's a mushroom peg thigh, so that... Right. That shouldn't be super tight unless there's a... Because I'm looking at mine, there's a little... I can see a nub mark on the inside of one of mine. Yeah. So yours might have, like... It just... I just need to probably just sit here and work it quite a bit. Yeah, and of course, it sucks if you need to, to do that. To, to make both of them sloppy and loose that way that's it's equally <laughs> messed up. But no, I mean, I really dig it. I like the way that he hit the, like, the handle compacts down on his back really well. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, it's not like he has this weird backpack of stuff for one purpose. Um, I, so I don't have um, on, an onslaught because he's got a different way of sitting in with onslaught. And, it's not. Um, it's not amazing. Well, right, but I, I can't. I, I can't give the whole personal I how I know. feel about everything. <laughs> um, I, I guess I could have ripped open Dan's onslaught that I picked up for him. So I have to see this first. You should have. You should before you right before you handed it to him. Just go like, but first. Yeah. Just like tear it. Don't even open it properly. Just like tear the window out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> and just punch it. <laughs> Kalima. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> But no, I I really dig it. I think that the uh, use of clear plastic is pretty good. I'm not. I kind of wish that the tops of the knees that become the end of the barrel were a separate piece rather than a whole bunch of paint for the the shins. Um, just because I'm always worried about large sections of clear plastic, but uh, that that are under stress because I think his arms are also clear plastic, so that you can have the clear plastic gun point. The and forearms are yeah. Hand right. I'm I'm but. really curious what this the, he's going to look like in the G2 box set cuz he's, he's going to be action master colors and mm. it looks I'm I'm assuming that means they're going to not do the clear plastic deal on him. I, I want to know if that toy feels any different. Yeah, I could definitely see it having a different feel because there's so much paint that you don't notice until you're like let's look for paint and then you're like oh, the whole forearm sections are which becomes the back part of his gun. And the whole front part of it is, is the, is the torso actually plastic or is that, I mean, I'm sure that the, the chest piece is a separate piece because I can get my fingernail in there a little bit, but yeah. like what on this is actually 
uh, purple plastic versus that they just hit everything with paint. The the color match is pretty good though. I never yeah. I never actually took oh, the yeah. time to notice it. Well, that's, that's that's why I didn't really notice it with like the forearms at first because yeah, those are pretty much the same thing. So like I said, unless they actually did just paint everything, now I'm actually like looking in like armpits and everything. Yeah, the torso and shoulders are the purple plastic in the head as well. Yeah. Like you can see on if you look on the inside of his uh of his calves or his shins, like you can see yeah. that whole effect. It's a kind of a cool effect of right. like there's paint on the other side of this. Yep. So yeah. But I, I've really enjoyed him. He's a nice, you know, poseable for especially for his size. And he turns into a really good gun that fits the the scale difference well. And this is where Another one of those cases where, you know, somebody's going to be like, well, Shockwave needs to be big because he's a big threat. He should be as big as Prime. They're like, well, no, he kind of turns into a gun. So if you want him to be a gun that relates with the toys, he's got to be this big, not, you know, deluxe size or Voyager size. But if we want to talk about someone, say, taking that Legends toy, blowing it up and making like a $15 knockoff that's the size of Voyager, I would totally buy one of those at a convention or something. Like in kooky colors or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I'd, I, that's one of those legends toys I'd love to see just inflated to see how if that would even work. But I'm I also think that to be a good toy, then if you inflated it to that size, it would have to have something else going on with it. Oh yeah, like I wouldn't say inflating it is something they should actually do in the main line. It's just one of those uh, like knockoff experiments that I like to see. Like when they did the, you know, the, all the various colors of upscaled um, Legends Abominuses that are out mm-hmm. there, which I've still never actually picked one up because for some reason, the thing that stops me is I never want to pay shipping for knockoffs. I want to find them somewhere. So like, I know I could just go on like Sir Toys or something and like, oh, there's gajillions of upscaled Abominuses. And I'm like, yeah, but then I have to ship them. And that's like one step too far for what it is to me. Like, I want to just happen across one of those. We're ne- we're never going to have it for a long time, probably again. But like, there was a couple of those botcons in Pasadena, I think, where like there was some local dealer who had all this like just kooky, multicolored knockoff stuff, along with a whole bunch of Sonicong Brave stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, that was a fun table, man. I miss that table. Um, but yeah, I like Shockwave. Good to hear you like him too. Or there'd have been trouble. And that is it for me and on topic. Uh, TJ, anything on topic on your end that you want to share? I believe you already said yes. So just, uh, that's yes, my intro. To, to reaffirm. <laughs> yes. Um, really nothing new this week, but I have holdovers from the last time we were together. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Dovers. All right. So in my HLJ order from last time, uh, based entirely on your suggestion, I grabbed a Q Transformers Ironhide. Ah. How how do you feel about him? Okay, he is he is exceedingly neat at his size. Yeah, that like, was not anything I expected, even from the pictures. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a, yeah, I I that's that's like I might just make that my 2016 staff pick toy of the year in December, just to, <laughs> just to be a horrible person and see if I can flare up anything in that thread. <laughs> No, but it is a really cute figure. Like, it does have a different engineering style. It's kind of like the semi-trucks, but not quite. And yet it does have its own little transformation quirk that makes him a bit of a step up. It's that friggin' slide. 
I did not expect. Yeah, that, like that, I, that. I actually just like if if he was in truck mode, I would have just finished transforming him without the slide and be like, well, that's okay. <laughs> just like yeah, live with that's it. entirely unnecessary. But man, it does wonders for him. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of torn. I don't know if I like him or Magnus better. Because, uh, for for me, his transformation gets stuck a little bit trying to get the arms out. Where, like, Magnus is just kind of, like, buttery smooth the whole way through, so it's a little bit more fun for me to just pick up and goof with. Yeah. But he's really nice. He's really good. Like, like, I, like you said, I, I'd like to see more in that style, but the options are few and far between. Yeah, unless they, they go back and, like, they just grab other people who are vaguely truck van-ish. Like, I don't know, you could, you could do a hound like this, or a bulkhead. Uh. Oh, maybe maybe Hound. Uh, like the the only the only one I could think of was Skids. Yeah, and they, they already did him. Did they? There's a I believe there is a Skids. He's very nondescript. Uh, there's there's a whole bunch of very nondescript Autobots who happened, and I kind of tend to forget who all got covered in there. There's like there's a Jazz and a Drift. Well, Jazz and Drift, I expect they're cars. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a skids as well, um, I think. I'll I'll double check, but yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of like every time every time I start thinking, oh man, I'm gonna end up getting all the Q transformers. I just start looking at at the yeah. There's a skids. He's he's really really sky blue. Um, there's like stuff like that skids. I look at and I'm like, well, that's way less interesting to me, and I'm probably never gonna remember to pick him up. But yeah, that's a, that's a little minor thing. Um, the the other big the other big pickup I had from that week that little segment of toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the thing I forgot to mention last time. So what I uh, I, I did mention that my X nine Ravage was a grab off of Mandarake. Yeah. Uh, what mm-hmm. I didn't say was I was browsing Mandarake while Aaron was on the show talking about how browsing Mandarake was a <laughs> bad idea. See what happens. I'm I'm trying not to open a window right now. We've said it enough times. <laughs> I can't browse Mandarake because I have some. I have a rule. If something's shipping from there, I don't browse there. And I finally found a Fig Arts Common Rider mock on there, so I can't browse it now. I'm safe. Maybe I'm browsing it right now. I don't. <laughs> Good. One of us says, "All right, I can, I can." No, I closed it. On. It's up to you, Aaron. Okay. All right. <laughs> So what? So was this something you shipped with him? Uh, yeah, because why not? I I have a hard time shipping just one thing out of Japan. It needs to come in pairs at least. Yeah. Uh, so of all things to grab along with the Ravage, I grabbed a long rack. Oh, just like straight up stock long rack. Yeah. Cool. That's a no, cool no toy. the modified one. Uh, you know, there's there's a two pack version. There's there's two, there are two long racks. There's Cybertron and Beast Wars. Yeah, mine my, is straight up giraffe. Yeah, you go an OG G1 long rack. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, I I haven't messed with that toy in a while. I need to mess with him again. He's bizarre in many ways. Like, I remember really feeling like he was solid amongst my big like I got a lot of the the Neo toys at one Bacon. And I remember feeling really good about Long Rack. 
long rack I wasn't ready for because I went looking for pictures and all I could find for comparison photos was like him and the Cybertron next to each other. And in robot mode, they don't look all that diff. They don't look all that. You know, he doesn't look that much bigger. Yeah. And then I get him and the box is gigantic because, oh, uh, duh, he's a giraffe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, beyond, beyond that, like the draft is interesting. I could. <laughs> this is a weird nitpick in me, but uh, there, there's an there's an old episode of uh, there's an old episode of Salute Your Shorts that makes me stare at this thing and go, "This is so inaccurate. It's making me sick to my stomach." The giraffe is. Uh, the giraffe's tongue is red here. And I just remember an episode from that show where they made a huge deal over the fact that a draft's tongue is black. Oh, man. So that was weird. His black eyes with white pupils is weird. Yeah, he looks murderous. Yeah, especially with this gimmick where you push the tongue in and the eyes roll away and they're just dead black voids. That's him, pl- that's him well, that- playing dead. Yeah, didn't like so many of the toys out of that line have that playing dead not gimmick? The odd- no, not, not the Maximals. I guess it was all the the dinosaurs. Yeah, that was the dinosaurs. dinosaurs. That was that was a Predacon trap mode thing. The auto, I keep saying Autobots. The Maximals all had, uh, like artillery modes. Yeah, Long Rack turns into a thing. All of them turn into things. Long Rack turns into no one has a good artillery mode. Long Rack, I think, is a thing among things. (laughs) As I remember him, anyway. I don't even bother with that mode. Nobody should. It's, no, everyone should, because you have to know. You have to see. Well, you, have to, no, you have to see, and then you have to go, well, this is why I never use this mode. There's no describing it. You know? No. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I immediately put him into robot mode, and I kind of remember why I don't go into Japanese Beast Wars for a while, because they, they don't really know quite what to do with all those animal parts. Just, like, hanging off the side. Yeah. Well, we were just talking about Speedbreaker, and he comes, he's kind of the end of the long lineage of that kind of transformation. Well, like, yeah, Long Rack is literally, okay, his butt is his arm, his neck and head is his other arm, he's got two giant giraffe legs hanging off of his back, big pieces of skin hanging off his hips, like, very little of this toy is like actually turning into a robot here Mm -hmm. it's just kind of loosely kind of exploding into something that's robot shaped i always wonder what would happen if you just hugged one of those guys like would all those parts just squish (laughs) how do you mean hug them i don't know if i was the same size as him and i'm like come here long rack let's give him a big reach around hug like would all those like skin flaps and things just go like Like, would, it be, this, would it be like, gross or would it be solid? But like, like if like it was an actual character and all these little parts are actual like hunk, hunks of like artificial meat hanging off of them by sticks. Yeah. Like how much I don't know how much flop and squish factor is there. I I guess that depends on which one it is. Yeah. Uh, like, one of these days, hopefully that question will be answered for. Like breaks covered by a whole penguin. Yeah, like, has, does he just make noises when he walks around? Yeah, that's why he's called Break. He's got so much, like, soft penguin shell, He, you know, you can't hurt him. 
just bounces. Mm-hmm. Flubber. It's an I will say it's an interesting toy. Like Japan had a very strange idea of what a Beast Wars toy was, and it's kind of weird. The strange thing is he spent more time in giraffe mode than robot mode. That's because his giraffe mode is awesome. It is. <laughs> and like, how often do you get a giraffe? You don't. That was the thing. Like, I've I have this long-standing theory of mine is that by the time they got to Beast Wars Neo, no one had any animals left. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what haven't we done? Does it make sense to for like a character that's in a war? No, I don't care. Do it. You know, okay, giraffes, rabbits, penguins, ammonites, whatever. Yeah, it's like ammonites. That that ammonite is one of my favorite. Like he's a he's not an impressive thing to transform, really. No, that, but no, he's the king of shell formers. He his robot mode looks awesome, and like his head sculpt is full of character. Like I love that dead end. That's that was one of my that was one of my last five minutes of the dealer room purchases at like Bacon one or oh two, I think. Good times. Mm-hmm. Well, uh those two are about the only transformers I have. Alright, yeah. I was thinking about whether or not I had any other transformer stuff to talk about, but I don't really think so. Uh, I talked about the the other devastator last week um and I, I haven't got anything fresh really since then my shapeways order finally shipped it's got lots of little upgrade bits and pieces for combiner wars stuff and uh, some heels for windblade so i'm looking forward to getting that and messing with, with all those little bits and pieces but um off topic i had something i wanted to mention uh oh i got i found one of those world of nintendo uh posable samus errands when I was out, oh, okay. out and about, it's not the the first one. It's that the gravity suit one, like the the second one they did. Yeah. Um, I had no idea that her shoulders were just two cut joints and not actually a universal joint. <laughs> that was kind of a bummer. Uh, with that limitation in mind, like she she still, still can do some stuff though. Like it's it's a neat figure. It's it's it's, it's neat to have, see like this affordable, posable uh, Samus Aran. It's just it's a it's a real shame because her shoulders are on V-shaped swivels. So they they don't swivel forward, they swivel like in a in a V-cut forward so that her arm ends up crossing in front of her face. And it's just kind of weird. Uh and then she's got like I guess a ball socket joint on her hips, but her hip design means that it doesn't actually go outward at all. It's weird. Really weird toy. Fox McCloud's a better toy. But it was it was cool to actually see one of those Samus Aarons in the wild, and I was like, "All right, well, let's do this." Um, it looks okay, but I got I got Figma Samus. That's that's still my primary Samus. This is like my this is my gravity suit one when she shrinks and gets less poseable. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't have much to talk about uh, as far as Gots this week, unless I forgot something. Um, no, that Mechazone thing I talked about last week. There was, there was not really... Oh, no! I do have something else. I got a, one of my Kickstarter toys. Uh, the second Hotline Miami figure. Uh, which is the biker. Oh. Uh, that's that's the second character you play as in the original Hotline Miami. Uh, I'll just grab a picture of what he looks like for you. Uh, these are like one six scale figures. Uh, he and Jacket were both uh, kickstarted. This guy's a much simpler package, though. Um, cause he, he doesn't have like all these different masks and things. It's just like 
the picture I'm sending you is basically what you get. Um, he's still pretty well made. Um, he comes with like a, a butcher axe and three throwing knives. Uh, decently done costume. They use a pretty good body. Uh, I love the style of the head sculpts. But it was like it was nowhere near the just like exciting like layers of stuff that that was opening up the jacket figure. I think that partly that also is because the biker figure like didn't blast through stretch goals the way that jacket did. Um, the only stretch goal they hit was uh, a bloody golf club and an alternate totally messed up head for biker. Because in the first game, at one point, you can like smash his head open with a golf club. So you get this golf club that's like spattered with blood and has bits of brain stuck on it. And then you get a biker head where he's all bloodied and bruised and like just straight up you can see his brain on the right side of his skull because that piece of bone is gone. Um, and they, they have recently talked about on Twitter. Someone asked like, hey, are you guys going to do a third one? And the guy who works on the figures goes like, I'm just finalizing the design. So we'll see whatever their third one is. I'm hoping it's the ninja bodyguard because that seems like a logical place to go. And that means maybe we could get one six scale Panthers because those were part of that boss fight. But uh, I, I really like the idea of Hotline Miami being just this annual kickstarted one six scale thing, like really low key. Uh, I hope they can pull off another one. But that was all I did. Uh, that was off topic. Um, did, I, I, did either of you guys play Hotline Miami or was it just me? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. Okay. You remember the biker, right? Did you get that far? Mm -hmm. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any... Would you ever have any desire for a figure from that thing, or was that really just like nope. a game for you? That was just a game for me. Yeah. Yeah, you're part of the problem. Frequently. <laughs> I've been told that. Um, Aaron, did you get anything off topic this week? Yes, I did. So, like, at the end of the last episode, we had our other stuff going on, and I yelled in that I'd picked up... Uh, I'd gotten a new phone... And an iPad. Mm -hmm. um, my phone was starting to show its age and battery life was not so great. So went and I was due for an upgrade. So I got an upgrade. And turns out when you jump up like three years in phone, it's wonderful and new and amazing. They've been developing these things. Yeah. So battery life's better. And that's probably... Not just because it's not a two-and-a-half-year-old battery, but because they've done other stuff and a better battery. And, like, I thought that Apple Pay was a big, dumb gimmick. And now I can just, like, walk up to most vending machines and just, like, put my thumb over the end of my phone and not have to worry about cash. And then get is a that, soda or a candy bar. Is that common over there, or is that because you're working in a technology-based Um, I So there's... I, I think it's... I don't think it's because it's technology based. I think it's I've seen more and more vending machines that have like the credit card reader thing on there. Okay. And it's just part of that block on some of them where it just has the near field communication thing on it. And it's easy enough to drop in another chipset and make it so that you can do that. So that's what they do. Um so it's it's been nice having a newer, better phone. Um I did. I went like as big as the memory would go on it. Excellent. Uh, because I was to the point with my old phone where I was having to like delete apps or not have any music on it or anything. And now I'm just like, I got space for days. There's there's a possible advantage to that as far as service uh, servicing goes as well. Um, it it mm -hmm. might not be exactly what I have, but uh, what I heard is that the large 
um, capacity versions of an iPhone, that's the first version of it to then go out of production. Yeah. So if you end up in a situation where you are owed a replacement phone and they have to match the capacity, they might end up having to give you a newer actual phone. Yeah. So there's there's an advantage. Also, yeah, it's holy crap. I've been on 16 gig phones up until my my latest one. Like yeah. that changeover is incredible. So that was like the big thing I was worried about because a whole bunch of the photos I have that granted I have them backed up random places of Andy Rue mm-hmm. were off of my phone. And so it was like when I started looking at having memory issues, I'm like, man, I want, you know, need to delete stuff. But I want to make sure as I'm going through and telling it, like, you know, get rid of a bunch of old photos. OK, they're backed up. No, I'll just go through and manually click. OK, that's a dumb. I took a picture of a toy that somebody else was looking for. I can delete that. OK. And just kind of going through and being super nervous about it. Now I just feel like bah, whatever. Yeah, I'll take photos forever. Well, it's great because, like, now I have room if I'm going to be on a flight or something and I don't trust that there's going to be in-flight. I can be like, oh, I can just you know, download some videos into my phone because mm-hmm. I have this, like, perpetually spare whack of gigabytes. And yeah. I know I'm going to delete them after I watch them. So, like, whatever. Like, I have I have living space in there. Right. Um, and then the iPad's been nice because, like, I don't have... Um, I mean, there's there's a TV and a cable, like the little small cable box. And it's just like the bottom 80 channels or whatever. How do people live? Um, but I I have no way of getting like Netflix or Hulu or anything on the TV mm. without going out and buying something. And so it's been nice with the iPad um, to be able to watch Netflix and Hulu and catch up on shows. It's something that's bigger that I don't have to have headphones on. And I'm not like eating up my my monitor, so I've I've found myself actually while I'm butting around the internet, I have Skylinks now as the backdrop to holding up the iPad, so I can just have something on, you know, going through, you know, TV shows, just to have some sort of sound because this apartment's quiet except for when the radiator is doing its weird pinging thing that I still haven't figured out, you know, so that there's just sound and noise. Yeah, but um. Yeah, the well, and the other place where it came in handy was so I got myself my first bit of gunpla. I was I went out I went out for lunch with uh, with Random Factor and Hoopla, mm-hmm. and it was, you had come up because we were talking about how these people seem to suddenly be getting into gunpla. Yeah, someone was like, "Yeah, even Aaron is doing." I'm like, "Oh, right, in my own household, someone's doing this." Right. <sighs> so it was as part of the uh, New York trip. Uh, Firebird GT, Tom. Oh, that's um, dangerous, man. Yeah, that's... yeah. We we were out with him, and I was very thankful. He and Nurse Midnight were uh, you know showing me around the city, and Tom was showing off a bunch of the city. But uh, I love the man. I'm very grateful for what he did. But we there were like three areas kind of through Midtown that we went through and we ended up like walking past the now empty shell of what used to be the Times Square Toys R Us like three times. And each time I was like, hey, didn't we just walk past here like an hour ago? He needs to learn how to like clump things. Okay, we're doing stuff here and we're doing stuff here instead of walking back and forth and running my damn legs off. But good exercise. So we were at, yeah, I like 23,000 steps that day, according to the pedometer. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so we ended up going into, um, 
what are they midtown comics i think i forget the name of the place anyway yes that's where you went (laughs) yes i was there no i wasn't there and um so uh it's gonna bother me now um so like up yes midtown comics so uh up in like the the back area, they had a whole bunch of gunpla from uh, what from what I ended up getting of the um, is it real grade? No, high grade HG. Um, the RX seventy eight dash two, really basic like ten dollar kit. Yeah, like the just, Gundam. Yeah. Um. And there are plenty of other things that looked really cool that I'm like, look, I want to start out with something pretty simple that way. See if I mean, because I like mini plot stuff, but, uh, you know, it's like, do I want to, to dip into that other part? And I'd like to get back into like the candy toy stuff, but I need to kind of remember where I was with that and find something that I get. I'm like, man, Gundam. I mean, I remember watching a whole lot of like Gundam on um, the Toonami block. And, you know, that's not a bad thing. So maybe, yeah, maybe. And so I was like, okay, what, like base level dip my toe into this. What should I get? And he's like, all right, well, what, or, or he like grabbed two or three and was like, do you recognize any of these? I'm like, that one kind of. He's like, okay, it's 10 bucks. It's a nice little build. It's blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay. So then I spent more money on like the getting myself a good X-Acto knife and a pair of nippers and all of that than I actually did on the model. But um, it was a nice, fun experience to sit there and, and have something to do. It's kind of like along the same lines of like, you know, why you like – building lego stuff sometimes just turn on a tv show that i don't necessarily have to pay a ton of attention to and build a thing well i i uh i've been seeing you know it's happened before and i i think it's like you know gundam's in a great place now to get into it um mm-hmm. i just i already i have the gundam i i got Tryon three still haven't built him but he's he's sitting there ready and waiting to be built that's that's Gundam for me, but uh, I've, I've I've seen plenty of RG kits all over the place. They do look fantastic. So if you do want to delve down there, like I've heard nothing but good about the RG experience. Yeah, I've I, I'm thinking about doing maybe a couple more, um, on this size, just as as a thing to do while sitting there and not doing anything else, pretending not to be lonely in my apartment, but. Um, it was it was a fun experience, and I'll I'll like I said I'll definitely do more. Are you gonna do? It reminded the... me a lot of the Kotobukaya, like because um, I did the rock roll and um, blues. Yeah, yeah. It was a whole lot of the same of that. Are you gonna be doing the whole panel lining thing as well? Do you think? Uh, maybe I've got a couple of those pins at home. That I mean, they're not here. Yeah, like I said, no, maybe it probably also depends on if I get stuff because. This one looks all right without the panel lining, but it's also like the cheap one that if I wanted to do that, it can be a nice little sacrificial. Yeah, like you know it's there. Right. Because, you know, I'm looking at other, you know, getting up into the, like, wow, okay, yeah, that's a perfect grade. That one will be happy. Yeah, just move right up to perfect grade. Yeah, just just one step. 
Yep. Um, there you go. But, you know, some of the, like, you know, looking at the perfect grade and all the, like, water transfer decals that I can see on that, I'm like, man, that starts to get into, like, going from, like, that neat little thing to do to, like, okay, this is what my weekend is going to be for the next couple of weeks to assemble all of this stuff, get all these transfers right. Yep, then you got to get your flat coat. Oh, I don't even want to think about sure, painting Get your stuff. white sprays and your... Uh, well, I'm glad it was a good experience. Uh, welcome to the world of Gunpla. I like kind of welcome back to the world. Of, like, I guess for Gunpla, yes. Yeah, welcome to the world of Gunpla. Gunpla, yeah. As opposed to the world of Plamo or Mini Pla. Yeah. <laughs> now I have all of this expert expiration on the from the puzz and tuzz. Yeah. Making little spots on my screen. I'm helping. Uh, was there anything else off topic on your end? Not really. All right. I think that's about it. I'm hearing. Okay, so trailer just went up. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to wait till we're done for the new the Netflix Voltron show. They put up a trailer which apparently shows the Voltron combination footage for the new series. Yes. I've I'm, I've been linked that while we've been recording. I've uh-huh. seen people referring to it as Gaugai Gar-esque. So my hype level is starting to rise at a very steady pace. I like Gaugai Gar a lot. So I'll check that out later. Um that's also <laughs> off topic. I'm not I'm not buying into it. Voltron Force already threw me for a loop on this once. I'm Here's what I'm going to say about Voltron Force. I think that Mattel screwed that show. Oh, yeah. Because as mm-hmm. far as I heard, Mattel straight up was like two steps away from, the, oh, no, we got toy plans, and then just nuked it all. And I think that killed that show worse than anything else that happened to that show. Um, I never actually watched Voltron Force. I just liked the idea of the, the lions being able to swap position. Yeah, it was boring. Yeah, I mean, that's, end of the day, if that's the case, then that'll kill a show, too. <laughs> but man to like just slaughter the toyetic aspect of it like that such a shame um unless did, did the, the the toys didn't come out right like i'm not misremembering i don't recall any toys for it because i'd swear that like i would swear that someone had talked about like prototype existing or something but and then i maybe i had missed that they came up i don't think they came out anyway besides the point tj while we're talking about non-transformer things did you uh do anything off topic this week um yes i did all right all right so again leftover from the last time Mm -hmm. um so mega house does these figures called the gem series which are really well detailed and sculpted figurines that are drastically more expensive than you would expect them to be truly outrageously expensive uh yeah well they've been doing them for a while now and they haven't hit any of my childhood and they haven't hit any of my nostalgia and then they started doing digimon and i'm like no please god no well i guess if you don't have any figure arts left to purchase then... <laughs> I've, I've actually been super sparing with figure arts so it's not it's not even like uh well yeah I don't, i'm not buying those it's just well, i mean they stopped doing digimon figure arts right for the most part oh well Oh, though, well, those figure arts. Uh, I think they just did Omega Mon again. Okay. Like, they just made a new version of him that's based on the movie. 
but no, um, no, I, I have this, I have this old attachment and affinity for the original series. Right. Proper. So, 151 Digimon. Nothing past that. Sure. Let's go with that. Yeah. OG. No. So, uh, my nostalgia forces me to buy two characters in particular, which were the TK and Kari that came out. And it's it's season one, so it's the little kids, and they are very small, very adorable, and good lord, expensive. But do you like, feel like do you, do you feel like you're seeing where the money's going? No. Oh, no, well, that absolutely that's, not. That's a legit shame. Then <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. For what they are, they are extremely nice. Like, but I've seen like. I've seen figurines that I know came out of Gashapon capsules at conventions that seem comparatively just as nice. That's no good, because if it's like expensive figurines, what I would expect is immaculate sculpt and immaculate paint, if it's expensive. The, well, the sculpting is fine. The sculpting is absolutely great on these things. Uh, paint, for the most part, really, really good. Mm. Like if I, if I give it like a really discerning eye, I start picking out where it could have been done better, where the lines could have been cleaner, but not a huge deal. Do you think that, I don't know if you ever messed with any, do you think that they, they look better perhaps than Figure Arts Zero? I've never seen a Figure Arts Zero in person, so that's hard to say. Okay, because my, my big problem with Figure Arts Zero is that their paint work is basically on par with Figure Arts, but when you're not a posable toy, it starts, that's kind of like, well, why did you stop painting this statue? Right. Because, like, it's, yeah, it, it, if it's a figurine and it's expensive, like, to me, there's an expectation of, like, layered paint. Um, yeah. Well, to, to be fair, it's not, like, just straight up. Just It's just plain old figurine or anything like that. Um, you do you do get uh, ball-jointed heads on everybody. Oh, so okay. There is, And they all kind of have those poses where, you know, depending on where the head's positioned, it still looks right. So you get a little bit of variance, and they do have swappable parts. So like, oh, it's like Nendoroidy, kind. Well, not not to that extent. Like not the aesthetic, but no, no. But like, like a, like a figure art would have. Like Kari's head comes apart to swap face expressions. Okay. Right, and like TK's got this like nice thing. Like the nice thing about these is the the Digimon that they come with. So it's it's two figurines. You get the human and you get the Digimon. Okay. And oh, I thought that, so <laughs> I thought it was like they're really expensive. I got an unposable human figure who looks okay. And I was like, ah. <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, you get no, you get the human and you get their partner Digimon and they come on the same they both have spots on the their display stands to peg into. Okay. But uh the TK figure, uh his 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 little Patamon, his little winged hamster guy rests on his head. He's a little kid, so they're he's gonna ride around on his head. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. Uh, he has a story arc where there's this kind of evil, evil Digimon that's kind of trying to take that place. So he, TK has a completely swappable head and a completely second Digimon that takes the place. And this happy little skipping kid goes to crying hysterically as this big, like devil bat clings onto his head. That's great. <laughs> Sounds like my childhood. <laughs> it's, it's true in the episode, though, so it kind of works. Like there's, there's a, there's a, 
play factor to them of sorts, but they, they are still you're you're paying premium for what I assume is just limited run. Yeah, they, they did sell out like stupid fast when they first came out. Because that that sounds like a that sounds like a super like niche place to go that otherwise would go unfulfilled. Like if if right now fresh collector Digimon toys is like we're gonna make like six maybe what four to six of the monsters in fig arts and then we're kind of done then like this it seems like this is the place for that to exist like do the, does it look any good alongside a fig arts digimon piece uh i don't really have any appropriate i i would now that i look at it like looking at the ones i've got it might actually be about to size because that would be cool like if they're whether or like, not it's intentional like, like all the fi- all the figure art digimon are like the fully evolved like super big form so i would need i would need the ones they go with to really judge size mm-hmm. and to be fair like the figure art digimon play very loose with the size in the first place well yeah because like that's like a non-scale figure arts line oh uh, yeah like scale has nothing to do with those figures it's like, if this was actually a six-foot-tall person in a suit, then next to this common Rider, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> no, but, like, they're neat little figurines, but, man, you've got to really be in love with them. Like, I love that series, and these two I have uh, an old connection to, mm-hmm. which requires that I got these. I'm not going for them, because they, they're making all eight of the main characters as it is, so, like, no absolutely yeah. not yeah just sampling uh the one the one where i'm gonna go a little bit more is i did i did dive again for the gem figures because they started doing pokemon characters hmm. and interestingly enough they started with team rocket i mean that's the that's how you sell to everybody like if i were in a room and i decided i'm gonna buy pokemon that's the only thing i could think of that because i have mewtwo and to me, Pokemon is Mewtwo, Team Rocket, and then I played the game once. <laughs> well, well, my, by my meaning is, like, the one I have right now is Jesse. Yeah. And James is coming out next month, I think. And Ash isn't coming out until summer, until, like, midsummer. No, I mean... So, like, we're, we're, like, so we're waiting a while to get just the main character. That That's... If I were running a Pokemon thing, which I shouldn't... Given no. that, you know, I'm a very curmudgeon G G1-er. Like, that's where I would start. Because to me, it's like Team Rocket is like, who who doesn't have toys? And who wants toys of this? What toys do I want? It would be like, well, first thing I could think of is Team Rocket. Because, like, that's that's like that's the, the heart and soul of the cartoon. Kind of. As I remember <laughs> watching it in syndication on YTV every now and then after <laughs> getting home from high school. I don't remember. I just... She works in very much the same way. She's got a she's got a ball jointed neck, and it's poseable enough to where her pose makes sense in a few different directions. She doesn't have she doesn't have the optional expression though, because you're paying for what is essentially an adult size figurine, whereas the the other two are very kid size. Yeah. Uh, her her Digimon or her Digimon crossover. No. <laughs> God, that's a punishable sin in some parts. Uh, no, her the Pokemon she comes with is uh, if you if you saw any of the later seasons of Wobbuffet, like the do, doofy looking blue thing that sticks by her all the time. Oh, I keep thinking about the the snake and the floating thing, the coughing. Yeah, 
Yo, because that's okay. You are OG I'm a G, season I'm a G1. one. Yeah, you are G one er. Yeah. She she kind of she ditched those after season one. I'm so G one. I actually don't remember the snake's name. Ethans. <laughs> Because it's snake backwards. Oh, right. I don't remember its name because its name sucked. That's why I don't remember its name. <laughs> he cans. Friggin'. No, but Wobbuffet's whole deal is that he doesn't attack. He just absorbs hits. Yeah. So they made his they made his little figurine squishable. Oh, that's cool. I was going to ask if there was like a rubbery nature to it. That's that's a neat idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it, it's like a dog toy. It's like completely hollow vinyl with a air hole in it. So you can just... Squish him, squash him, throw him around against the wall all day. That's cool. Yeah, that actually made him way more characterful. Does this mean that, like, okay, maybe I... So I'm an OG. Mm. Does this mean that, uh, like, are they thinking of doing Meowth on his own? Or is he going to come with James? Uh, uh, James comes with Meowth. Okay. All right. Because I was about to say, like, if this starts deviating too much, I'm going to get mad. No, no, Wobbuffet kind of became second mascot because all the others they go through, they kind of leave off at some point and they kind of give them away or release them. Wobbuffet sticks around. Okay. So that that's that's why he ends up in there. Cool. Wonder if they're to scale with Mewtwo. <laughs> you know, the first thing someone asked me is how they scale to the D-Arts. <laughs> it's actually not too far off. Like, okay. Uh... It, it, it okay it depends um it's actually in scale if you go by the video game sizes because like charizard is like a five foot three pokemon yeah and that's about where jesse is and uh but in the sh in the anime like charizard's tower over humans so it's i'm I'm okay going even more og and just sticking to the to the game boy non-color oh you're hardcore g1er yeah monochrome like i'm okay with putting colors on them now because you know it's 2016 we can add a little bit but that'd be hysterical if they re-released the d-arts in like four shades of green yellow i think that'd be really cool <laughs> like that would look amazing if they did like some uh, some actual shading in the paint job, like some sh cell shading or bit shading, mm -hmm. that'd be cool. Uh, so beyond that, and actual toys, and this last thing I got, um, I got a Legacy Blade Blaster. I almost got that because I have a long history with the original. Yeah, but it's just like I I never see those when they're on sale. I always see them when they're at retail, mm -hmm. and then just like ha, and then just continue on my way. <laughs> For a while, uh, ToysRUs.com, and I don't know if .ca was the same, they had it for, they, it was, it's an $80 piece, they brought it down to 50 in free shipping. Uh, CA does different sales now and then, mm. so I don't know if that ever hit it, but, yeah, I mean, does it, did you ever have the original? Uh, yeah. How like, does it compare? It's a little bit strange, because in your hand it feels a lot thinner. Yeah. And I'm not entirely sure why proportionally it works out that way it is actually a little bit larger than the original though okay so it feels it, it's it's a strange feel in the hand like i've still got my old one somewhere like half of everything on it is broken because i played with it to death but i've got it somewhere and i keep meaning to dig it out so i can compare them yeah because I, I love that original toy like it just it transformed so well oh yeah um uh, this one transforms the exact same way, of course. Yeah. But uh, you have a you actually have a button on the handle you have to press down in order to get it from blade to gun. 
So it it the is just so the handle locks in a lot more firmly. Yeah. And in this one, the blade is spring loaded. That's cool. Is yeah. it still kind of like short? Uh, well, it's I I would actually say prop replica. Okay, like, I'd say it's I mean, about the size they were in the show. That's good. I mean, that's that seems to be just legacy is prop replica, even with the Megazords. Yeah. So cool. I mean, that's that's one of those things where I at the right time with the right sale, I probably would go for it because I I love the Blade Blaster as yeah. a design. It's, like it is a really it's a really nice piece. Like it doesn't have the iconic sound effects that the other toys have. Mine cause... didn't have batteries for most of its lifespan, so I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Well, I mean, like, even, like, they didn't take any of the sound effects from the show or anything. Because, like, who remembers what the Blade Blaster sounded like? Yeah. Well, and, and then they spent all that money doing that for the for Saba, and then you couldn't hear any of it over the of that motor. It was, it's not that bad. I know, but, man, that was, like, if there was ever a time for toy technology to just, like, become ridiculous and, like, overcome physical limitations, yeah, like... <laughs> This was the time. <laughs> Where's my silent micro servos? Yeah, where do we get all the the sounds, the sound deadeners? Like hyper insulate that motor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I will. I will say they did try because, like, they they still have the sound effect. They still have the uh, the theme song hidden in it. Uh, of course, of course they do. Um, they added some sound effects. Like, there's some noises that occur when you transform it from one form to the other. Oh, cool. Oh, it has that. I gotta go look uh, up a video of that thing. It has a neat little trick where it can remember the it can remember the the pacing of the last five shots you fired, and it will time explosion sound effects in the same rhythm. That's cool. There is a there is a rider toy that did that, and I don't remember which one, but I know in the last like ten years there was a rider toy that did that. I can't remember what it was now, but it was I like thought... you could you could time when when there were like the kabooms would happen. Okay, now you got me wondering because I've probably got it around here somewhere. I, I I think I do too, but I can't remember what it was. And so, I might it might have been a Sentai toy now that I'm thinking about it. But uh, one like there was a there was a Toku roleplay toy from Bandai in the last like decade that had that thing, and I remember at the time thinking that's neat. It's remembering stuff. Well, I have plenty that remember stuff, but I'm trying to remember which one specifically like shots fired. Unless it was, I might be thinking of like the drive brace. Okay, yeah, the drive one does remember the pace, like the timing of, like the repetition of the lever. Yeah, maybe it's that. Although I, I'd swear it was something I actually owned. But yeah, that's cool. Like I, I like the idea of like adding that extra sense of life to it. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering why. I, I don't know how. I don't know why. There's no like flare orange on this thing anywhere. Huh. That's the thing that like kind of struck me as bizarre. Because like there's no like it's sold in gun mode, and there's mm-hmm. no orange cap. It must be the shape, or they there must have been some prop replica thing they could have they they could have applied to it. It's weird to see like only sold at Toys R Us on the box and still say well it's a prop replica so it gets around that. Yeah, I mean. Their it's, their video game section and their adult collector section, there's like there's a gray zone there now, I think. But it, it's it's bizarre. Like I, I I don't know how they got away. I'm thankful they got away with it. Yeah, it was like we can't have a Megatron that turns into a gun anymore because he has to be like 
bright red orange. I, we're, we're getting that two pack now. Yeah, yeah, but it's still that's, that's, it's, that's it's actually bright, a... it's bright translucent red, and it still needs the orange cap. I know, but the but I last I'd heard that whole mold was undoable, uh, for at least a couple of years, like with or without orange. Yeah. So that it's amazing that like. I guess things dialed in a different way <laughs> that thing can exist again. Um, but yeah, that, that, that blade blaster. I might, I might, I've talked myself out of the Megazords because they're in a direction I'm not interested in. Yeah. But I'm, I'm really nervous about how much a ninja Zord's going to cost. I'm going to like, especially the ninja Zord, but that's the one with the frog, right? Yep. Especially with that friggin' frog. I'm like, there's a, you j- give me universal shoulders and and hips. Ha ha ha! You're so like they almost did with the tiger, and like with that frog. I'm like, you. This could happen, and like, you know, <laughs> they. I, I've said it many times. They spent they spent the money on paint and prop replica stuff. That's where the money is going, and I. That's working for some folks. It's just, yeah. Oh, I'm, in, in proper replica, I see where the money goes in paint and die cast. In the actual Megazords, good lord, do not pay money for metal. Give me joints instead. Yeah, like I, well, I, mean, I know, so I know a lot of people who have that same opinion. I mean, worst case, we've always got Aaron because you know he bought the Thunder Megazord. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and I put I put the uh, White Falcon back. It was it was difficult too. Well, waiting, but then. I went like, wow, for that money, I can get a whole lot more. Wait until the ninja Megazord is out, because so then you'll you'll have a reason to have that Falcon Zord. You just go back, pick up the two of them. Shut up. It'll the probably, bird, be, probably be 250 all the together. The bird will go on sale. I <laughs> guarantee you, I've, every every legacy thing I've picked up, has, it was on sale. I can't believe they're selling the bird first by itself. Like it's, it's Tommy's like, why? bird. Yeah, I know, but it's like it doesn't do anything by itself. <laughs> but it's Tommy's. <laughs> it's so dumb. Like when that happened, I assumed it was out because the Ninja Megazord was out, and I was like, "Holy crap, really?" And I go to like check out a video, and it's like, "No, just the bird is out." Look, two points of articulation on the wings. <laughs> Video's done. <laughs> <It's> like, All right. <laughs> um. Cool. Well. Legacy continues. It seems like it'll it'll continue worming its way into the podcast one way or another. Uh, I guess that brings us to the close of this episode, episode 400 of WTFTFW. Friggin' weird. See what happens. See where we go. Um, We'll be back with some more Transformers talk. Uh, Next time we record is going to be in April. So pretty soon we're going to hear whatever happens at BotCon as far as news. Uh, could be a real interesting one could be a real sad one could be a real awkward one I don't know uh, we'll find out um, but thank you TJ and Aaron for joining me thank you all for listening uh, see you later for another 400 <laughs> <laughs>
Get me, but you got some badass perpetrators now here to stay.